0: Again, that's eBayMotors.com. Hello, fightful,
1: faithful. Uh, welcome to the uh, post AEW Revolution after party with me and and uh, Miss Kate Fabe, Kate Elizabeth. Sean Rossap was at the event. Uh, Denise Salcedo at the event. Most of Grapsity at the event. We had to stay home so we could do this post-show for you guys, for all you people. Thank you um, people. <laughs> uh, and it was, amazingly, a great show. Kate, how are you doing?
2: Um, I'm doing so well. And I just, it's so, there are so many reasons I'm doing so well with what this pay-per-view gave us considering what a stacked card it was, I can't think of something that I felt like should have been or really could have been eliminated. And we just got all of the right surprises and some really great booking tonight. Some surprises booking wise to my delay. I did not think Eddie Kingston was going to win. I was hoping he was going to things like that, where they just give fans what they want so often. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with how, how tonight went and man, these quarterly pay-per-views. And this card felt like it was getting kind of thrown together last minute. It did not feel that way tonight. So, um, just really, really incredible. I'm I'm so thrilled with what we we got out of tonight's pro wrestling show. And the things that continue to impress me about this are um, the differentiation in each type of match we get. Like every story is so different, yeah. and it it just makes for such an entertaining night.
1: Yeah. Um I mean obviously we'll we'll delve into this more but we have a very specific first super chat that must be read. Stephen Bohachik says, "Before anything else, we did an Alex-based preview of Regal saying the words." Now he can't say he can't say the things he used to say because that's copyrighted to the other place, but he can say "blood and guts," which is how he's <laughs> going to say it every now <laughs> War Games has now become blood and guts, which is how he's gonna say it <laughs> at that time. Because if you didn't know, kids, William Briegal showed up. Uh and we'll we'll talk all about it. It's it's like it's like three hours from now on the post show because because there's so many so many things, Kate. There's so many things. There's so many things have happened, Kate. Uh yeah, we'll 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 talk more about it.
2: Before we get rolling down the mountain, we do just want to ask you to get in those super chats if you can. Um, We're sure there's going to be a lot of them. Subscribe to Fightful Select if you guys haven't already. You guys are so incredible. We reached over 6,000 followers last month and oftentimes that number falls off a cliff at the beginning of the month because credit cards go inactive and all sorts of things, but we're already back over that 6,000 mark and cleared it pretty well. So. You guys are so incredible with your support. Sean has more and more scoops coming out of AEW. I'm sure we're going to find out more about what's going on with William Regal and what's his involvement is going to be. They broke the news earlier on Fightful Select about Swerve Scott. I think that was a non-surprise surprise. That was really wonderful to see tonight, but more and more breaking news over at Select. And when I asked Sean, if there was anything specific he wanted us to push, he said, no, just tell them all I'm getting the scoops. So That's what he's doing, you guys. He's He's getting getting the scoops scoops for you. you. Also, if you could, so kindly, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithm. And please take it easy on our mods tonight. I know there's going to be a ton of chats coming in. Such an exciting pay-per-view. Also, yeah, there's a couple of people already super chatting. (laughs) Uh, I got bit by my dog, which is what's going on here. I'm distracted by it, if you are um getting injured for your dog sucks and worth glad you're on the fightful squad i am so glad i'm on the fightful squad too and if you were in any of the previous past two days of content that alex and i have been doing we have kind of settled on the backstory that this isn't a dog bite it is from a bear so i was fighting bears um it was a great card me taking down bears is a little bit like bigger of a story but that can take a back seat for tonight. Uh, I still I,
1: like the original Baxter I gave you that you are the world champion knife kisser.
2: I know. It was a training injury. Um, but you know what? <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. If yeah. you're going to be the knife kissing champion of the world, mm-hmm. it's already risky enough in a pandemic, you know what I mean, to be a knife it's kissing true. champion. And then this is true. just, this is what happens when you train, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Guys, and if you do subscribe to Flightful Select, not only do you get all the scoops, but you get me talking about uh, uh, Raw and SmackDown every week. And then also occasionally Kate and I might do something ridiculous like um, review Corey and Carmella (laughs) in character and then wait around for the big surprise at MSG, which happens to be Austin Theory. So it's not a surprise. Uh, It's a giant letdown. And then we'll speculate on what ROH is going to be under the under the uh, auspices of Tony Khan. That will fully preview Revolution. By the way, I got a whole bunch of things right. Um, and so, if you were betting on DraftKings via this guy, you came out ahead tonight. Um, <laughs> also, we decided to, deci- uh, to to delve into the world of control your narrative last night and had a lot of fun narrativing our narrative. So uh yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that we do over there. So please do subscribe and hang out with us. But tonight, tonight, it's all about revolution, Kate. Um
2: it's all about the boom and it's all about revolution. We love it. Um, I guess we'll we'll start with the pre-show. I don't want to yeah. dig in too heavily, no, but I I don't think we need to go match by match for this, but I thought Layla and Chris Statlander was absolutely fantastic. The women's division is growing. I kind of feel like this was the best women's match on the card tonight, weirdly. So it was kind of a bummer to me that it was on the buy-in. But a really, really great showing from both of them. Hook, of course, rules. We already know that. Get in your hooker chats if you want to talk about Hook. Um, and I, I thought the the match with um, House of Black and was just so fantastically done. I guess Redbeard is very, very over from what the tweets that I had seen. Like, he got a very, very warm reception, which was cool to see. Some really, really cool spots in that. Um, Brody King, his chops. I equated it to when you would go to Yankee Stadium and you would hear Mariano Rivera warming up in the bullpen, you could hear the pop echo across Yankee Stadium Brody King's chops, it's the same thing. I remember at ROH, I can't remember. I think it was against Jay Lethal. Um, it was at best in the world pay-per-view. Um, you can hear those chops like 60 miles away. And we got a lot of that really cool uh, destroyer spot from Penta. His gear looked absolutely amazing tonight. I thought that match was fantastic. Um, and it kind of surprised me. I-, I thought it was a really, really fun match that felt pay-per-view quality and not just like a we're getting hyped... Um, some really, really good storytelling around around that. And very nice to see everybody get a chance to shine and just so nice to see Buddy Matthews back in the ring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, we have to uh, uh, read the Super Chat from Nick. $100. Thank you. What an amazing donation. Thank um, you so much. Uh, it really helps us out because we are entirely publicly funded on Fightful. Like, this is how we pay everybody. Uh, so thank you guys so much for these. Um, Kate is the best bear fighter ever. It's it's true. I don't know thank if you've actually you. seen. She's she's got fantastic technique. Um, I
2: I don't. I try not to talk about it because I try to stay humble, you know. But like you sending in that hundred dollars, it like it helps with stuff like this because when you're a knife kissing champion and you're fighting mm-hmm. bears, mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot. You're putting yourself mm-hmm. in, in a physical risk a lot. So thank you for sending that that super chat, and we appreciate it.
1: <laughs> uh, so my thoughts on the pre show: uh, a hook is ridiculously over he's an absolute sensation and i don't know what you do with him because you cannot wait too long to make him a major part of your programming and also i don't know what you do with a guy like this like can you put a title belt on him like like is it a like what it's it's an amazing problem to have that you have a guy who is too much of a crazy sensation um and and also like this He's just totally unique and very different and super over and charismatic. And I, 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 I don't know exactly how you work with... My thing that I would do is I keep saying Ricky Stark's getting jealous. Yes. Uh, and, do, and do that feud for the FTW championship. And if you put the FTW belt on him and he defends that belt every week on Rampage, like these matches that he would that he has against people are for the FTW belt and, and it's his dad who's, who's running him. Who's like managing him. I think that's the best way to do that. At least for the next, the next six months to a year before we can see where he can go beyond that. But I think that's a really great way of doing it. Um, uh, Also, I, I was shocked myself that I was right about Layla Hirsch uh, winning the match Uh, predicted that correctly. If you were betting on uh, for this guy again, Made money. I'm. I'm. Now that AEW is basically a DraftKings affiliate, I'm gonna become like those old guys who would like give you the give you the, the my. This is my lock of the week and have a giant lock profit You in of the week and I just have like a, a big giant shoe. Um, but I I thought it was great that they uh, kept Layla, uh, very heel in the match, even though. Like that one ridiculous promo from Statlander made it look like. Well, I guess Statlander's the, the heel now because because she says that that uh, that that Layla should have been should have been abandoned. Um, and then, as you said, the the trio's match was all kinds of fun. Redbeard is super over. There is a, uh, a a much larger than we like to think or even recognize contingent of wrestling fans for whom the Wyatt family like circa 2013 2014 is the pinnacle of wrestling. Like just like that kind of thing and to him being associated with that also his connection to Brody Lee and the passing of him part of AEW there's there's going to be a major groundswell of support for Eric former Rowan now Redbeard whenever he shows up wherever he shows up. I think that he could run some of the indies for a while if he doesn't actually get signed uh by AEW he looks great. Brody King looked fantastic. Um I really loved that it took everybody hitting major moves on Redbeard to win the match. Yes. Um would have loved to have seen more shine given to Buddy Matthews. I think he took a lot of stuff in this match. Um I, I need to see him like if he starts like having singles matches on Dark and Elevation, like those would be willing to get a big time to tune in for those things. Um but I'd love to see him have more shine in the next few weeks because now that he's on the roster i i I need him to be treated with the kind of respect he wasn't treated with when he was on the main roster in 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 wwe
2: having a flirtation with Rey mysterio's daughter yeah maybe not yeah weird um agree with you entirely about hook i've been thinking the ftw belt with starks is perfect for two reasons one, I don't think you want to put him in a title picture right now as far as what's available to you. And a kind of fake championship while he's still being raised, in a sense, is perfect. And I also think it's time for Starks to move on to TNT picture type stuff, or at least that level of programming. He's so great. He's no. just so great. I also wanted to call out a spot that I forgot in my notes. I loved, loved that the first thing Penta did in this match was go after Buddy Matthews' eye. What yeah. a fantastic piece of storytelling that is yeah. to go after the eye! Like, while well, half of Malachi's black face is taken, been taken over by it. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. So, the buy-in does not feel like a throwaway. That's for sure. It's like this one felt really, really strong. Um, I I really liked all three matches. I thought it was sequenced properly. I think Chris Datlanderson's coming back from injury. I feel like I say it ad nauseum, but. What what an incredible jump she has made in her in ring ability since since she's been back, just fantastic. And I I really hope that, um, you know, if it is Rosa that's next, that Chris maybe gets a feud with her, or she gets one against whoever Jade ends up dropping too, because she has just been so great since her return. I'm I'm so happy for her.
1: Yeah. Um, and
2: Layla's fantastic too. Don't but, get me wrong. Like Layla,
1: Layla's-, Layla, Layla's great. Um, I, I I think it was the right move to have her win, particularly because we we saw. We'll talk about it later. What she's going to be doing in the very near future. I think that's a really cool um uh, shout for her. Uh, I love me some sofa Says Hook is a baby face. Changed my mind. Um, uh, he's 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 going to always be cheered. He's one of those guys. But I think I I don't know about. I think Starks turning on Team Taz because he's jealous that 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 Taz is you know uh, treating his son better than he's treating Ricky which would would make you know Ricky the, the heel there i think that'll work um uh Brent Lockman says more metal goodness Amen Ra the House of Black and freaking Cattle Decapitation from Redbeard in the same 10 minutes uh yeah um they man i i love the 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 three of them entering like that that weirdo friggin' mask that Buddy is wearing during the entrance. God. Oh, God. They're just so cool together. Just They're, so That's yeah. what
2: it is. I feel like a lot of those gimmicks feel very forced. Like, things that are, like, half in one world and half in the other. It almost feels like you want them to commit to one world or the other. This just does not. This has felt badass since the second Malachi Black has walked in there. And mm. I am I have loved virtually everything that they've done with this so far. Yeah. I'm so in on it.
1: Um, uh, Nick says that Chris Statlander needs the TBS belt next. I'll tell you what, of all the people on the current roster, I think she's got the best shot at it, uh, because she's big, powerful, and a baby face. Um, there's a lot of people, people I think could, could give Jade a for their money, but, but I think that she's probably of the current roster. Yeah, I do think the person who, who takes it from Jade is a major surprise and and a new signing. Like I that's I think, why I keep thinking it's gonna be Athena. Um uh either Athena
2: they... or a certain wild child of the eighties, I think is probably who's coming in. I, yeah. I really do. I think it'll be one of the two of them, but you're right in that the current roster, I think, other than Rosa, Chris well and Ruby. I mean Ruby is a very overface in that in that division. Um, but she right now doesn't need a belt, I don't think. I think Chris could really get some help from a from a title reign.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I I agree with you. We have all kinds of super and humper chats that I'm going to read through here before we get to the main card. Um, continuing our saga that that has been going on on Tuesday nights for our post NXT show, uh, where Jw Pringle and Kate's father have a nice back and forth. Uh, JDB Pringle says undefeated tall Paul Elizabeth. Hope you're well. It's just nice and pleasantries to exchange between two between two gentlemen of the highest order. Um, uh, we also had Seamus Dunn uh, says greetings to the dream team of Alex and Kate from Melbourne, Australia. Or wait, it's not called it's not Melbourne, it's Melbourne. That's that's something I learned. It's Melbourne. I say say say, say, say Melbourne. So uh, <laughs> Really entertaining show. Love how they have booked Wardlow. Bravo to TK and the team. Give me Ali versus Buddy Matthews two in AEW, please. Ah, uh, uh.
3: dream
2: a dream.
1: Oh, dream. I just I just fainted a little bit. Um. And then uh, Ben Dixon says that your that your cut wasn't even from a bear, though it was from Regal slapping Kate to calm her down after beating up multiple bears.
2: How did you know? See, I like I talked to Regal, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing with Mox and Danielson after I calm yeah. you down from this bear attack." So I had the scoop, and it wasn't from Sean; it was from Regal himself. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are so good. So uh, thank you. <laughs> Nightcrack
1: says it looks like Kate got rear viewed by Nikita Lyons. <laughs> Hello. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm living every man's dream. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um.
1: Uh, uh. And Gary Sarver says he got the fightful, fightful uh, select just for you and me, Kate. Stop. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so, so much. it's You nice have you no remember. idea,
2: like whenever I hear stuff like that I can't believe I get to do this and get paid for it like it's it's the absolute best and so much you guys like dealing with this no joke uh because I can't really wear makeup right now (laughs) um it's a very vulnerable thing to like come on here with a scar and it feels so good to know that like our amazing moderators like kick assholes out and that I get to do this with Alex who makes me feel so at home every time I'm here like it it was hard to like get back on screen with this going on but like knowing that we get to have this incredible community and that I'm safe. And it has made a really, really big difference. It just made me so damn happy that we get to do this, yeah. <laughs> especially tonight. Jeez. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, uh, uh, Oscar Villanueva says, okay, let's doing post-show. Is this the cherry on top coming from a fantastic pay-per-view? Please do four hours. Well, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know if we'll do the full four, but you never know. Uh,
2: we <laughs> gotta go to bed at some point. Alex is, Alex it's, gets an extra hour because he's the central a, time.
1: It's a school night for heaven's sakes. School night. <laughs> um Harry Zawa. Forget
2: it. Let's go till 4 30 in the morning. Yeah. I don't yeah. give
1: a shit. This yeah. is so fun. <laughs> uh, Harry Izawa says the pay-per-view is what stupendous really means and where the wor- word should be used. I love you two to infinity and beyond. Go kick's ass on this review. We sure, we sure shall. Um uh, Elise Roselle says I have to super chat and run but considering how much happened tonight I expect to wake up in a few hours and see each you two still breaking the show down <laughs> she
2: is my friend from high school actually and she knows me very very well and uh, I, even the slightest whiff of Team Kalex she knows will go a long time but she's she's known what a talker I am for quite some time <laughs>
1: uh, and C remember Romero says Team Kalex reviewing revolution Tears of joy. Hard to pick a match of the night, but it has to be Punk versus MJF storytelling at its finest. Regal, uh, yes, uh, it's, yeah, okay. So um, let's. We have a whole bunch more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the first match. Maybe I'll maybe in between matches we'll go back and get a few that we that we, sure. that are, uh, of you guys telling us how awesome we are.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, we'll call those the ego boost chats. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um. We started with Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston uh which is not where I thought this match was going to go. Me either. Um that this it's, it seemed like honestly like this would be maybe the s- the second least possible opener like behind the the tornado tag six man tag because I felt like that was going to be a, a crazy thing near the end of the night which it ended up being. Um but I, kind
2: I of a- the dog collar match wouldn't go on first too, well, just because it's like
1: bloody. But, and- but I thought, like, if 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 they realize that it is going to be impossible to top, then you don't want it to go anywhere near the main. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, right? Maybe it was that kind of a thing. Also, if they wanted to, if there was something in the storytelling that made it important that Wardlow hadn't yet won the latter match, right? Maybe you'd want to have this first, whatever Uh, that first. But anyway. Jericho versus Kingston. Jericho, the song is over, not Chris Jericho. That's where we're at now. They love singing the song, but he no-sold it. Yes. Which is which I which, love. Is, which is good. Um, and then at one point he just walks around flipping off the entire crowd, just giving him the, the old the old Steve Austin to the entire crowd. Um, he's fully working heel now, which is which fair play. I did not think he was gonna go and do. Um uh but I love that Kingston immediately hit him with a half, half and half to start the thing that I thought killed Chris Jericho. Like Jericho <laughs> took that literally on the top of his head. Um, these guys were throwing bombs the entire match.
2: The suplex. Um, oh the my suplexes god. Were
1: crazy. Both of them, both of them took yeah. disgusting head and neck bumps off suplexes. Um And the story going into this, we talked about this last night, Kate, was that Eddie Kingston um, appeared to uh, be in this storyline maybe forever of can't (laughs) win the big one, can't win the big one. When is he going to win the big one? I mean, once he wins the big one, that's no longer your your storyline with him. You have to move on to something else. So I thought, honestly that they weren't going to have him win the big one here because the big one was coming down later when it was a bigger one to win but that being said so super glad that eddie kingston won this match kate eddie kingston won this match
2: by submission
1: he tapped chris Jericho out with the stretch plum, which I had not seen being used by anybody in a My really God. long time. And and the big thing was that afterwards he was like, um, hold on, are you sure? He's like asking Aubrey, are you sure that he tapped out? Because that doesn't make any sense. I never win the big one. Was basically his thing. And then he quieted the crowd and said, Chris, I respect you. Give me your hand. And Chris... Didn't shake his hand and walked away. Honor me, I is like real, Chris. Everyone, <laughs> that was a big deal. Everyone was everyone was shaking hands tonight. That was a big thing. Like so, they're was, they're bringing that, that back, which is interesting. Um, but I feel like Chris saying no and walking away could be the beginning of like the next the, the, the drop off from one chapter to the next, or it could mean they're just going their separate ways. Like, honestly, I don't know where you're going from here, but but Eddie Kingston winning the first match in a series of matches with Chris Jericho doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Eddie Kingston winning one to prove he's got it and then going on to something very important, that might be interesting.
2: So when this went on first, I, like, I was so excited all day, man. I was walking around all amped up. I was like, you would have thought I had 800 cups of coffee. I've, everything about this felt big fight to me. I was like a kid. I was so excited. When he, they went on first, I was like, oh, my God, Eddie Kingston's going to go over. Because I was like, there's no way they're starting with Eddie Kingston losing with how over Eddie has been. And I got, like, legit very emotional. Um, And his reaction after got, like, he couldn't believe he won the big one. Because, like you said, he never was like... The disbelief when he's standing there with that Shiner that he was getting to. Mm-hmm. Actually, literally, as I'm saying that, uh, audio fly, we keep clicking the Super Chat at the same time. I'm going to click it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Eddie Kingston Shiner was a receipt. Damn. Like, I don't think it was. This was just a hard, hard hitting match. So the things that I liked about it nice to see the old school walls get locked in by the way the old school walls of jericho so much better than the diet walls of jericho i think jericho clearly kicked up his conditioning for this match um because he looks like a different guy than he did a month ago and the slower pace for the age that jericho is at and even just the way he wrestles like everything about this match worked for me and this is the best i've seen from jericho I think it's so cool that he tapped to Eddie. Like, that feels like a very, very selfless move from Jericho. I'm intrigued to see where this story goes. I'm wondering if it's if it's proud and powerful one-on-one. Like, this this story between Eddie and Jericho has been as much about proud and powerful as it has been about Eddie and Jericho. And
1: I was very intrigued to see him, see them not make an appearance. Maybe they thought there was going to be too much outside interference type stuff because they had one they had a bunch of that kind of stuff that happened in the women's match, which we'll talk about, um, and and a whole bunch of stuff happens in the men's uh, championship match. So maybe they were like, let's not do too much interference tonight. Uh, which I respect them if that was if that was the case. But it did feel like like them doing the fist bump thing to Jericho was kind of like a we were lulling you into a sense of false security, and then we're going to stab you in the back type thing. They might. They might do that on dynamite or something, but uh it did feel weird to not have them there. Um, but I I um I I I really think there's some there's Eddie Kingston is is um is fan favorite is is underselling it. Like he I put he it is, like he is family to this AEW yes. crowd. Like We root for him like we would root for our 'er ne'er-do-well uncle who got railroaded (laughs) into prison on a a trumped-up charge and got out and is trying to make his life right. And he's always going to make stupid mistakes, but you love the guy and you root for him. Like, that's who this guy is. Like, he's family, which is why I keep saying, if there's anybody that AEW could get to be cheered in a match versus CM Punk, In Chicago, it's Eddie Kingston. I don't think necessarily they could do it, but if there's anybody to do it, if they want to do that crazy tightrope walk magic trick, which is what I want them to do, which is heel punk by All Out versus Eddie Kingston right into the rescue to defeat the most dastardly villain in, in, in CM Punk by that point. Maybe they do it. This might be the beginning of that because then CM Punk can't say you never won the big one. Why am I even giving you a title match? Or anybody can't say that to him. Now he gets to be a guy who can be in title matches, who can win titles because he's proven to, to, to everybody else, to us, and to himself, most importantly, that he can win the big one.
2: So for me, too, I always say that Eddie Kingston is like a homegrown talent who just happened to spend 18 years somewhere else. Like, he just feels, you forget he's not a day one AEW guy. Like, it's kind of crazy. He's so, um, like, for me, he was the closest thing. When Punk left, the guy that filled the void for me was Kevin Owens. And then when Eddie came along, Eddie took over that spot for me. And then Punk came back, and those two guys faced each other. I lost my freaking mind. Yeah. So, but like Eddie Kingston, brought that realness back. It makes everything feel so so real. Um, and what he was able to do with and for Jericho, in this too, to get Jericho grounded into a place where he feels, like, a little bit more realistic and he's a little bit more solid of a heel after, like, I, the Lambert stuff was just not for me. Like, they really, really reined this into something I was emotionally invested in so much. And Eddie just makes everything feel so personal and important, which is, like, those guys don't always need titles, but they can do really cool stuff with them. So I'll see yeah. see where that goes. We have Doc ch- chiming in here, Chris Mueller, too, saying that Kingston is such a special talent. He's just real that's exactly what it is. Like, I just believe everything he's saying. Cause it always makes sense and it's always yeah. intentional. And yeah. that's why when he's gives a 10 second promo, it's like as effective as some guys talking in circles, you know?
1: Yeah. James Bowers says Jericho looked good. He did look good. He's, he's, he's gotten in really great shape. I think that this health scare that he had uh, overseas, like it made like, okay, let's put let my, let my body into a, into a temple now, and and not a dumpster. Uh, and the lion tamer esque walls of Jericho was excellent. Uh, I thought Jericho was going downhill, but he really has kept, kept it up for Revolution versus Eddie. He did like this this match. You could tell he was he he was taking it seriously. And this is me with a mea culpa. Like I did not expect Jericho to a put put over Eddie, and B take this seriously at all. Prove me wrong. I love being proven wrong. When I'm proven <laughs> when I'm proven wrong, I admit it. And I, I'm I, I'm very happy to be wrong about this. I am frequently wrong, and I am frequently very happy to be wrong. Both those things happened tonight about this match.
2: So I was hopeful here. I was I didn't think that it would be some. I didn't expect Jericho to tap and to do so cleanly. Yeah. Uh, but I listen to talk to Jericho sometimes, and the Eddie Kingston episode I listened to. And he really loves Eddie. And he also is a guy that just, like, he plays ball. Like, he didn't really understand Orange Cassidy, but he knew the crowd was behind him. So he was like, all right, let's have vats of orange juice. And he put Orange Cassidy over. You know what I mean? So, like, even in that insanity, like, I just love – the reason he has had such a long shelf life, in my opinion, is he is adaptable. And part of being adaptable is being open-minded to what fans want. He knows they want and love Eddie Kingston. And so I just thought it was really cool that he did that. Um, I did not expect him to tap. I did expect him to win once the start of the show
1: though. Yeah, (laughs) It's true. Um, uh, Floman says war games. Also uh, Jericho and Eddie might've been my favorite match of the night. And that's saying something with this card. Good stuff. Um, Yeah. Mark Losper says uh, I'll give him credit. Jericho is a giving performer tapping out to Eddie on a stage. This big is pretty huge. Chris, Jer- Chris Judas did the right thing tonight. Yeah, he really did. Um, that was that was pretty awesome. Something again, not at all expecting it at all. Um, Brent Lockman says Kingston tapped out Jericho. This is not a drill. Uh, I, <laughs> I I I could not believe it uh, either. I, I it, it was it was so shocking. Like any winning wouldn't have been shocking. Tapping out Jericho was a like with a, with a move I've not seen from Kingston in forever, and not seen from anybody in forever was was crazy. I didn't even um, know what
2: it was. And it wasn't like a sneaky submission either. Like no. he was stuck in it for a yes. long
3: time. Yeah, yeah he
1: was, <laughs> he was wrenching on that shoulder. Uh, it was great. Ben Dixon says, imagine if I told you five years ago, there would be a U.S. big money wrestling promotion other than WWE featuring Jericho, Punk, Sting, and Danielson. And Eddie Kingston is the biggest baby face <laughs> on the roster. King is a god. He really is, man. Like you, you everybody was singing Jericho's song and then then Eddie's music hit and the place went banana. Like it was just uh he's so so huge. So um,
2: huge. It's so cool to see.
1: Uh, my 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 crack about how Eddie Eddie Kingston his family to the, to the crowd Joss Weaver says, "AEW, when you're here, you're family." Um
2: <laughs> do we get unlimited breadsticks
3: too? <laughs>
1: Robert Lyle says I will start all AEW pay-per-views with this prayer from now on. Lord, thank you for the great time. Please don't let me see anybody die. Um, because there's just too there were too many head and neck 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 spots. Like like I, I felt was, like
2: I was watching New Japan all of a sudden. I,
1: I feel like Kota Ibushi was was agenting all of these matches. <laughs> like please, oh no, please no. Um, yeah, yeah no, uh, it, it, yeah, it was, it was great though. And, uh, oh, but the buy-in humped says Stephen Williams, yeah. TA, TK should have charged us for the pre-show. Yeah. It was, it's cra- like, it was, there were like two and a half really fun matches on the pre-show. Thank you for that. Uh, for that free thing, TK.
2: You're doing something right. If people are like, you should have charged me, you're doing a good yeah. job.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so then we got the three-way tag match with Red Dragon and Young Bucks Jurassic express and the one thing I will say before I let you take the reins and, and and do this one um is that they did the thing that I don't love which is a triple threat tag match should have three guys legal at any time I do not like tagging out to somebody who's not your guy I don't like a whole bunch of random blind tags which cuz that's the only way you can get somebody in a triple threat tag match in my view i've seen it done both ways i always prefer three guys legal any one time and you tag out to your own partner and that's it but i thought the way that this match laid out it doesn't matter because it's aew everyone's legal so all the time all the time so so it was a a blast to watch so
2: this this one-two punch opening is some of the best one-two punch opening that I remember on a pay-per-view ever. Yeah. I'm with you, and that the lawlessness of the tag wrestling drives me crazy. Especially when later on the show you bother to say this is tornado tag. Why don't you just say that here? Because then it's fine, or say it's under lucha rules. Like that's all I need. But I wrote down some some spots that I felt like were incredible, and I'll run through a few of them. But I was just so stunned by, like, all three teams were fantastic in this, but the Bucks were just on another level tonight, yeah. man. We always, you said it yesterday that styles make matches. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic example of this. Like, Lucha Express is so, Jurassic Express, I always say Lucha Express for both yeah. teams, by the way. <laughs> Jurassic Express the Bucks and um, Red Dragon, as we call them on the mark order, Red Dragon. Uh, they're they're all stylistically so different, and it made. But they're in complete command of those styles, which makes it so much fun. Uh, Lucasaurus's moonsault was absolutely ridiculous. Nick Jackson with a destroyer off the ropes, um, an insane shooting star crust
1: Yeah, the the reversal of the outside in chokeslam what
2: the hell into
1: the destroyer <laughs> was crazy the only quibble i have with that is later in the match they did the outside in chokeslam and i think if you're gonna do both you gotta do the move first first and, and then, then the, the counter. counter to yeah, it yeah that's fair um, because if if we already know that you know how to counter it then you should counter it the second time. All
2: the time. If
1: if you've if you've taken the mat if you've taken the the, the move first, you go. Next time that happens, I'll do something different.
2: I'll have it scouted. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, the only thing. But but my God, what
1: a thought that was.
2: So cool, um, <laughs> Matt Jackson. Going to super kick, I believe, Luchasaurus and then hitting Kyle O'Reilly and the oops face he made after was just absolutely hysterical. Nick and Matt Jackson have different strengths and they're perfectly complementary. Like, it feels like they're brothers. I pop for the cold spray spot every time. Insane shooting star press. Insane <laughs> shooting star press in this. Uh, an incredible escalera that we saw from Matt Jackson. Um, and I just, I, I thought the finish was great. Overall, Jungle Boy is so incredibly smooth. And what I really liked about this match was Jurassic Express. Well, I'm very glad that they're champions. And I feel like you had to put some sort of gold on Jungle Boy. To me, the best tag teams in the world are FTR and the Bucks. So it's hard to make the title reign kind of like pick up some momentum. And before this match, I felt like the best match Jungle Boy had been in was his singles match against Kenny Omega. And because of that, I want Jungle Boy to be a single star, but this was so perfect. Like, I felt like this was a, a huge match for them as far as being an established tag team. And it's just smart booking because the other two teams have issues with each other. So it's a very natural way to make them retain their championship, which I think is wonderful and not feel like... Like, even though it was predictable, it was something that would naturally happen anyway. I just really appreciated that about this. It was a a smart play on AEW's part to have the other two teams have a beef with each other because it makes the retaining a very normal, natural thing, even though I feel like the Young Bucks are a better team than Jurassic Express, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah i i think the only thing about this that that i this is this is what i predicted because i i think that even though it didn't happen the way i thought it would i thought that red dragon and young bucks would directly cost each other the match
2: i think a lot of people did
1: and and they didn't um it was just it was a whole bunch of action like you know that made it work uh it, it, but um i uh, I think that we are getting red dragon versus young bucks coming out of this um so that's gonna be a non-title feud that's a high profile enough feud that doesn't need the tag belts uh, attached to it because if the tag belts are attached to that feud there's really no other tag feud you can do however now the Jurassic express are the champions you could figure out a way to slot proud and powerful in there and do a meaningful like three four week build to a to a, a championship match on a dynamite and finally make uh, Santana and Ortiz champions. Like you can make, make a, have a way to do that. Um, I, I thought there were some releasing really weight spots in here. The, the loot, the luchasaurus bit in every one of these matches where they're like, okay, big man, here's your spot to shine. Like yes. I, 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 thought he pretty much nailed it. Um, uh, and that, I thought that was, that was good, um, for him that he's super over with the crowd. um, uh, there's there's a There was a sequence back and forth and back and forth Um it was Jungle Boy, and I can't remember which one of the Jacksons, um, eh, which sounds like I'm talking about Jermaine or Tito, but um, <laughs> which one of the Jacksons and Kyle O'Reilly? That there's ended, five
2: of them, so it's that that a lot. It <laughs>
1: ended with uh, Kyle O'Reilly getting knocked back into the bottom rope, springing up trying to do a double clothesline as the other two guys clotheslined him. But that, that, that sequence where there was crazy back and forth and back yes. and forth. And then yeah. finally it was just all men laid out. That was beautifully put together. Um, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, FTR, the bucks and red dragon are the three best tag teams in the world. Um,
2: this was like a coming out match, in my opinion, though, for Jurassic Express. Like they, yeah, they're, more they're than looked like they could hang. Like this felt like, wow, these guys are one of the best tag teams in the world. They're
1: great, and I, 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 I agree with you. I think Jungle Boy is one of those guys that that will look back uh, in five years and and think, uh, how is how was he just a tag guy? How was he just basically a tag guy for so long? Um, but um, but I, I think the right the right team won. It was it was a uh, really well laid out, big big time, huge spots. Um uh, and I'm 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 intrigued to see uh where I'm I know what I hope. I hope it's proud and powerful, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with um with Jurassic Express uh coming out of this.
2: But I'm proud and powerful. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I wanted it to be them for a very long time. So I do hope that they're up next because I just I think they deserve it so much.
1: Um we have uh some some more wonderful super and hyper chats. Please, humperchats.com is where you can go to drop uh, a humper chat in. Like this, this one from the Bear Kate Fought <laughs> uh, says, I want a rematch. Bitch.
2: What? It's because of you people <laughs> that I have to fight bears. Yep. Yeah. You used to support me, but then you stopped supporting me, and yeah. I went off into the forest, and you yeah. know what I found in the forest? The bear that just humper chatted us. So yeah. you know what, bear? I can't grin at Barrett anymore. You want a rematch? You got a rematch it <laughs> at St. Patrick's Day Slam, and if not there, it'll be Memorial Day Mayhem or whatever special that we'll do in the meantime. Holy shit, I'm a promo goddess.
1: You are. Um <laughs> Uh, mark quill says uh sorry for the stop drop and chat but that show was very tiring in a good way loved every minute of it have a great evening alex kate and the chat thank you mark Mark. mark's awesome
3: uh
1: and you know what else is awesome nick another amazing donation he says team again
2: (laughs) he just liked what we said about his match
1: uh (laughs) he says uh team calyx are the best I figure y'all will still be up breaking it down when I have to get back up to take my kids to the bus at 6 a.m.
2: We'll see you on the other side of dawn, my friend.
1: Uh, we ride uh, at dawn. Uh, JB Love says, uh no dog bite can stop the best smile in wrestling journalism, Kate. Alex, you're adorable too. My You
2: are, Thank you're dear. really pretty.
1: Uh <laughs> and 12 Loose Leaves s- sends a humper chap It says, the Kalex Sands of Time blind review slash pop quiz is what finally convinced me to subscribe to select. (laughs) But what's this uh, I hear about Kate fighting bears? I heard it was sharks, multiple sharks. You saved a family of sea otters from a rampaging school of great white sharks.
2: But I did that without getting injured. This came from the bears after the bear incident i was like you know what i gotta clear my mind i'm gonna go take a beach trip yep. and i'm gonna swim in yep. the ocean yep. and then there were freaking laser beams attached to their heads alex yeah. i tell you
1: yeah um
2: <laughs> it's exhausting being me I, i'm like all fun and cute on twitter or whatever do you know what i have to do during my yeah. days
1: um <laughs> uh alan mark says uh, here's an idea do proud and powerful versus Jurassic express on the battle for the belts they're doing in april I think that's Ooh. I think that's a that's a perfect amount of time from between here and then to do an actual storyline, do like a little thing where proud and powerful win a tag team tournament among like four teams, and they have and to Eddie go and
2: Chris can equalize each other. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That can be great. I like that idea. Um, we uh, we got. Um, uh, oh, is this about this one? Brunt Lakman says the only way to complete this throwback is if Punk posts about tonight's match later on his live journal.
2: <laughs> I um spoiler alert, at some point will be going through CM Punk's live journal and just doing like I don't I doubt it'll be on Select because that's like very marky, but maybe I'll do it on my TikTok or something. His live journal now mm-hmm. is Uh, there's one post where he's like i don't know the american dragon's pretty good like i just it's hilarious like it's aged better than half of like wwe's content it's so funny and the names in it that you will just love to hear um but he has a live journal and he god bless him he never took it down and i think wwe tried to have him take it down because not everything in it is like great
1: that's great (laughs) that's great but Um, i hope
2: he does that's very um, funny
1: so um, we got we got all these Humper Chats, Super Chats, just about the show in general before we get to the big meaty men slapping meat ladder match classic invitational. Um, uh, Simon Renshaw says, hello, Team Kalex. Plenty of gory self-mutilation tonight. Love the show, but why is it so long? Also, Regal! Uh, audio Flesh. What a fantastic name that is. Audio Flash. I just flash. don't know
3: what
2: I would cut. Like the only things that I would I mean, like, the, I need Andrade on a pay per view, and that match was a nice palette. And they cleanser. did it, they
1: did to get Sting on the pay per view, and Sting says, I'm on the pay per view. Well, let me think of something fun I can do, nobody's ever seen before. Um, and like, yeah, that yeah, match was
2: short and the perfect like main event palette cleanser. I just don't know what you would cut, but it's, they it's, are long, but they only happen four times a year.
1: It's also like it didn't feel long to me, I think the reason was because. I was just hanging out with my family watching the buy-in on my phone. So I wasn't like seated and actually watched. So it's five hours. If you include the buy-in, which is, which I I get it Four hours. I feel like is fine. Like we're going to like, we're going to sit through two four hour nights of WrestleMania in a month. And it's going to feel like eight hours each night. You know what I mean? This didn't feel, it felt like three hours was four hours. Like Raw, Raw, every week Raw feels longer than these five hours did.
2: I I will say this is the first pay-per-view in a very long time that they've put on where I didn't feel like I was in love with the sequencing of the card. Normally that's a huge strength of theirs. I understand why you put Regal in the second half of the show, but there's no way, in my estimation, there's no way Mox and Danielson should have been that, I feel like that match suffered. Because yeah. it was so close to the, the dog collar match, as we talked think,
1: about last night, yeah. I think you got to keep those far keep apart those
2: separate, yeah. yeah. But boy, oh boy, did they deliver a surprise after, so yeah, that's
1: that, that's why you do that. Um, audio flesh says, Good pay per views make me excited to tune in. Bless you both, bless you. May Gabagool will be with you and also with you. Uh, <laughs> that's what we say, on that's Tuesdays. what we say
2: on Tuesdays. Uh,
1: hang John- out there
2: <laughs> if you don't get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're, if you don't get it, you're not cool.
2: Yeah, be cool. <laughs>
1: uh, Jonathan McPherson says, MJF Punk, Mox Danielson, Jericho Kingston, Swerve, regaled. Could can I get any better? Oh, yeah. Tim Kalex, Linda, Sheila, what a night. Partners! You're the
2: uh, best. You got so many of my favorite things into one. <laughs> Super chat.
1: <laughs> um, Mark Quill says, "Having done a live tweet of Revolution for the site I write for, I'm quite exhausted, but satisfied with the show. That said, that said, I hope everyone had fun tonight and enjoy the narrative. Everyone should enjoy the narrative.
2: Enjoy your narrative.
1: Uh, <laughs> there are a lot. We have a lot of narrative jokes in here. We'll have to. Okay, to let's somewhere.
2: let's explain it now so that we can laugh later. In control your narrative. We found out almost in real time." that they refer to the ring as the narrative. So you're yeah. entering the narrative. Enter and if narrative. you win, they say, like, like if Alex and I were fighting, they would be like, Alex controlled his narrative. Kate, not so much. And that's what they actually
1: say. That's a shoot. That's a shoot, brothers and that's sisters. That's not me that's, being,
2: like, cutesy. That's, that's what, what they say.
1: That's what they say. So we decided everything is a narrative.
2: Yeah, we were like, if it's code for victory and ring, what else is, is it code for? And we just really went off the rails. Every, so everything's in everything. Feel free scenario. to super chat what your narrative
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, That's here we go. Some, something we we, we miss. Uh, Ace Shivaria says, All I know is we need a feud or a pairing of Hook and Miro soon. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, really good show. Some sloppy spots. Nothing truly offensive. I want them to keep Miro off of my TV until they have like an awesome storyline for him. I don't want him to show up and be just another guy. I want him to come in and, and do something. So if it is going to take another few months, if you figure out a way to like get that FTW belt on hook and, and hooks running through people defending it. And the next defense is Miro. Like <laughs> this, I will break this boy. And if you want hook to be a baby face, like, have him, like, just try his damnedest to do whatever he can do to Miro, and Miro break him anyway, and then you build Hook back up to take down the monster. Like, there could be some really cool stuff if you really want a babyface Hook. Man. I
2: I don't know how this works, because they're both heels, but I, and I don't know if Miro even comes back heel, because he's very, very over. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much money in Andrade versus Miro. I don't know how you get there. I don't care how you get there i am dying to see that match
1: yeah I'm dying to see <laughs> i don't that care match. uh jay Pascoric says what did yins think of don Callis doing the you people promo and do you think omega is close to coming back um we missed that that was a thing that happened on the oh on the goodness. buy-in tony shivani was like hey i'm gonna interview kenny omega And kenny omega's music played and i was like no, this is a weird. This spot this is a that. this is a terrible spot to bring Kenny Omega back. Unless he's he's announcing that he's not going to be back for several more months. But it wasn't Kenny Omega. It was Don Callis, and then I tuned everything out. Like Sneaky I just guy. like I oh, no no stop stop talking Don Callis.
2: Well, he I actually I I liked what they did because I thought Kenny was going to come back tonight. Um, Me too. And But I'm glad he didn't. Like, I love the simplicity no, of the main event. But yeah. him saying, Kenny's not coming back tonight it, on the pre-show made me be like, oh, he's definitely coming back tonight. <laughs> so I'm yeah.
3: thinking.
2: And then the cameraman, I don't know if you noticed this, but the cameraman was in a mask, like, was dressed up. So yeah. in the main event. And I was like, oh, my God, if it's Callis again. But I think Kenny is on his way. I don't know if he's going to be ring ready for a little bit. He was facing a lot of stuff, but there's no way. I think that you come out of a Cole Adam page program without Kenny showing up in some capacity and Jay white being right there too. I'm yeah. like, there's there's too much for Kenny not to come back soon in a capacity. I just don't know if it's going to be a ring capacity, but I do think Omega is on his way.
1: Yeah. Um...
3: Like,
2: what in the actual F was that guy doing, putting on the caliber of matches he was, with, it. with like, no body part that wasn't hurting and with vertigo? I
1: don't know.
2: He didn't have, a, he was like, my stomach is unhealthy on top of, like, my shoulders and my knees and my elbows and my hair hurts. Like, every part of that guy hurt. And he was like, I'm still the best in the world at this, arguably. Like that, it's, it's insane! I can't. That wait sounds sure. like me
1: after a power walking weekend. <laughs> Just everything hurts. All of my joints ache. The only thing that can cure it is a trip to the Cinnabon. Um, uh, so uh, we we got our our big meaty men slapping meat ladder match. Hey, speaking
2: um, of big meat. <laughs> Did you know that there's a Viagra alternative on the market?
1: No, I, I
0: didn't know.
2: Well, Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about it.
0: Oh, great. Your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. com Code Fightful. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about... Having a problem? It's about having that performance, that excellent performance, that confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you, and you get that first shipment free when you use that code Fightful at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance. Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use bluechew.com and the code fightful.
2: Guys, you're gonna get three ads tonight because I'm an idiot. I got so excited about my segue that free, we ran. Free,
1: free ad read there, Blue Chew.
2: Blue Chew, my goodness. Uh I am a dork and I ran the wrong one. But I think I was just so excited about the segue potential. Yeah. No, but,
1: but now I, I I know you're you're it, it's okay. We'll 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 get around to the other ones. We'll figure out a way to beautifully segue into the other two ads. it will be fine. But just just so, just so we there's a record of SRS saying we we apologize, we apologize, but um yeah, there you go. Okay.
2: You Would you say that I'm like green at this?
1: <laughs> don't do a back-to-back. Don't you to don't do think I do should,
2: should just clear it out now? All right, fine. I do want to call out the people in the chat that were saying that Bluetooth <laughs> helps you control your narrative, though. Uh, this, it's this it does i lost oh, my narrative you guys oh, are right and if you no. lost your narrative go to bluetooth.com use go. the code fightful all there sorts of free stuff for bluetooth but you know what they're very good to us i'm sorry that i got so excited about the segue i ran the wrong ad
1: <laughs> i love it i love it um so um uh. we got we got our keith lee versus powerhouse Versus Ricky Starks, versus uh, Orange Cassidy, versus Christian Cage, versus Wardlow. Um, I will say I think the right guy won because this is the right storyline. Um, there were some good spots in the match, uh, not as many like crazy spots. Um, there was a there was a, there were a couple things that I that I um, I I loved. Um, um, I felt or, like
2: Orange Cassidy of all people had the craziest spots in this man yeah
1: it's true <laughs> um, but he, he had the thing that I love the most that's for sure when he was like let me let me wear this ladder and do the thing where I spin it and hit people with it and then he's just he's like standing there and there's Keith Lee and there's Ward Lowe, and he's like oh this is not gonna be good and he's holding on to it and they they like military press him so he's he's got his feet dangling and then he like Lifted like he, what is it? it like, uh,
2: skinned the cat he skinned on the top, top of the on,
1: onto the top of the ladder and then was like trying to get at the brass ring. I thought that was really and the crowd popped like mad for that spot. Like, that was really cool. Um, I thought that was great. I also
2: loved in the beginning of the match when it was just him and the three hosses and he was just striking yes. them. I was it, it, just he, dying. It cracked me up.
1: He kept ruining that moment. Like the first time we all, every I know I saw at least 20 different tweets when it came down, when we when we knew that Keithley was in it, Wardlow was in it, and then, Haas, and then Hobbs got in it. We're like, holy shit, that moment when the three big guys face off. Because we really haven't seen those guys face off in, in, at all so that was gonna be a big thing and then it was like orange cassidy like hey i'm gonna do the thing where i kicked them and, and that whatever um and then it kind of like fizzled into something else and then they set it up again and orange cassidy just did his thing where he rolled slowly in between the three of them and then keith lee decided to do his beal of orange cassidy to the outside and he overshot christian and starts by a good four feet and they were like whoa whoa gotta catch him like it was like man, uh he's so strong he is so strong it's wild um starts uh,
2: spearing through the ladder was oh that was name. a great that oh was a my great god, one god what that, a felt, cool... that
1: felt like that was a christian idea because christian was the one who took the spear um, is it, do you
2: think he agented this match? I was I, I was like thinking maybe he I could do I this.
1: feel like he probably came with a bunch of spots, uh, because you know he's just he's one of the ladder match gods. Um, I uh, um, I I liked what where, where both Hobbs and Wardlow went up to the top of the ramp to get uh, to get a ladder, and they both grabbed the same ladder. I was like, this is my ladder. No, this is my <laughs> ladder. And then they wishboned the ladder. That was a a great spot. I've never seen that before. That was really cool. Um, There were a few
2: things, and there's been a lot of ladder matches. And it was cool to see stuff I had never seen before. My only real gripe with the whole match was when the ring was clear and Wardlow, instead of climbing the ladder went up the ramp and the story that they tried to tell with it was like he's making sure that the bo- big boys are really put away right. and eventually we see them go through the stage
1: Right.
2: and so that, well, that got paid a, off but I was like it's literally right behind
1: right that's <laughs> the thing Wardlow they said like he like always oh, he's, he's he's being emotion. he's letting his emotions get away with him or whatever which I thought was also them trying to save it Um, the, he went all the way to the top and uh, Hobbs and 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 Lee were like trying to choke slam each other, which is not a thing that can happen. Uh, through uh, through a table, and Wardlow came around from behind them and shoved them both through the table to the concrete, which gets rid of Hobbs and and Lee. Hobbs and Lee, I think, are going to have a major program here coming out of this into the spring. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but Wardlow took forever to get back down to the ring, and. Um, when they focused on the camera back on the ring after that spot at the top at the stage, it was just Christian alone in the ring with a ladder set up and him not climbing it. And there there was nobody else anywhere near him. And his, his role in this is to be the veteran who knows how these ladder (laughs) matches work because he invented ladder matches. I think he said, that was the that was the one that took me out of it. Like, like you, you got to have at least Starks and uh, and Cassidy like laid out in the ring or whatever, so that like yeah, gr- grabbing onto his leg or something, because it 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 can't it can't be him just standing around in the ring where there's a ladder set up and he could just go up and get the brass ring deal. But we they had to said,
3: look
2: really goofy live. I would imagine. Yes.
1: Um, he had his uh, a ladder set from the ring ropes to the ladder, one of the rungs of the ladder. Um, and Ricky Starks starts climbing it because Wardlow gets in, power bombs Christian. Ricky Starks starts climbing the ladder. And um, uh, <laughs> Wardlow just box jumps like four feet up the ladder, which was crazy. That guy's insanely athletic. And then gets into a powerbomb position to powerbomb Ricky Starks through the ladder that's set up right below him. And something went w- wrong. And he just dropped Ricky Starks right on the top of his neck. And I was like, this is not the guy to be just taking that bump. Not neck. Ricky. Not Ricky. Other guys can take the bump. Not Ricky, though. Um and it just, it, I don't think it was Wardlow's fault. I don't think it was, it was just a, a just weird happened. spot that happened. It didn't, it just, it's a thing that happened. It was too bad. But um, he uh, he climbs to the top, gets the thing. He's, he's the guy who wins because that's the right play for what's happening after this with the MJF and Wardlow storyline, which I think is going to be gangbusters and so, so, so great. You can tell by what happens later in the punk match, the crowd is ready to cheer like mad for Wardlow. He's got it right now, and they're going to capitalize on it. It's going to be great. The
2: only thing, and... Other than the the psychology gaps that we mentioned in this match, which also just happen when you have this much going on. Um, I kind of wish there was a very either a suggestion like that MJF came out to ruin or Sean Spears came out to ruin his big moment, and we got MJF concretely saying, Cool, my title shot. Like between then and the dog collar match something that showed MJF completely screwing over Wardlow, I think would have been a really nice piece of storytelling. Mm -hmm. There is a part of me that likes that they let me be intelligent enough to assume that on my own, but this idea of MJF, because he has been such a like dictator lately um, to come out. And even if he like took the ring out of his hand, and didn't say anything or just some little nuanced storytelling like that, I think would have been very fun. But like, the story is there. It's coming down the mountain. It's It's been really, really entertaining. And Wardlow is another guy that we've seen just grow leaps and bounds as far as an in-ring storyteller in front of our eyes. It's been really, really cool. So the crowd is ready, man, and I am too.
1: Yeah. Smart um, booking.
2: Smart booking in this match.
1: Right. Uh, Josh Weaver says, I love that they uh, they did the Keith Lee Finn Balor meme oh God, with Christian. Yeah. Where Christian's where, where standing <laughs> in the corner and here comes Keith Lee like that thing oh that popped me that there here's the thing a forgotten match that nobody remembers that is kind of crazy uh on a random episode of us like a, a a christmas uh episode of of something that was taped in, in 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 WWE Keith Lee and Leo Rush were a tag team against i don't remember who because honestly they were opposite Keith Lee and Leo Rush. So, how, how could you remember them in that match? But Keith Lee wore a Santa hat for the majority of the match, and he did that spot standing up behind somebody while wearing the Santa hat. And he just he, you can see him say it, but you can't hear it. Ho ho ho. And I was like, I wish I could have heard it in, in his voice, <laughs> but that was great. Anyway, I did love that. Um Mark Losper says. Keith Lee's leapfrog. Take that, people whining about the man's weight. Actually, he wrote whinging because that's how you say whining in Australia. <laughs> Take that, people <laughs> whinging about the man's weight. Keith Lee is a god among men. Put all the gold on him right now. I think. Uh, I, I think you might see uh, uh, very, very soon in the spring. You might see something with uh, with him. I think that there's something um,
2: something some brewing.
1: Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go Keith Lee and Leo Rush versus Damien and Damien.
2: Damien Priest?
1: Yeah, no, Damien Priest, yeah, and, and Tony Nice on a Christmas episode of NXT a couple years ago.
2: That's really funny. I don't remember that.
1: Uh yeah, I just I was I was doing the NXT reviews then and I was like, oh well, this is a thing I'll always remember. Um yeah, and then uh um Christina Cole. Says, I'm actually Wardlow's gear maker. Well, tip of the hat to you, milady, because I love his gear—the the one that he w- wore uh, a couple of weeks ago for uh, versus Punk with the dark blue. Oh, and the so white. great! That was great. Tonight's was great. Tip of the hat, milady. I love Wardlow's gear. Says, Selfish
2: request. Can you tweet me because I actually have. Um- I have something to ask you if you could could tweet me. It's not about, it's not anything scoopy. It's Uh, I have a, I have a question for you
1: (laughs) tonight. uh, Christina says uh, tonight I was a fan. I felt like I was seven discovering wrestling again. Amazing show. Love listening to you guys. Thank you so much, Christina Cole. That's awesome. Um, uh, tell tell Wardlow he's awesome. The next time talk,
2: yeah. About him, oh my I, god, I really love
1: that guy. Like he's he's a dude that I'm like I I can't wait to see what the next ten years holds for that dude. Effortlessly uh,
2: cool. effortlessly just, cool. He's, dude. he's very
1: cool. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, "Stop whining about whinging, Alex." <laughs> and I shall uh, stop only- whining
2: about whining.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, I not a
2: bear. The least you can do is stop your whining.
1: Josh Weaver says, "I got way too excited for the Keith Lee." Creeping up behind Christian's spot, especially so since I was in a movie theater tonight. Man, that's one of those things I do want to do at some point. You've got to. You've got to. Uh, oh, my God. Spot. It's so
2: fun. I did that last pay-per-view. It was the best.
1: Um, you get uh, a
2: slushy and to watch it with people? <laughs> best day of my life.
1: Glass <laughs> <laughs> Thoreau says, uh, the crowd was so silent for a few matches that they stole my focus during the Mox-Brian uh, Danielson match. Couldn't decide if it was the latter match or the kisses that killed them well we'll talk about the kisses in a little bit um yeah they're, they're it's hard to keep them up for the entire show it really is uh you got to find some ways of, of getting their attention um uh yeah but anyway like wardlow one it's the right call we can we can tell it's the right call from the re- from the reaction he got later in the night um and i think that as we said Christian's gonna be fine. He'll be doing something. Orange Cassidy's always got something to do because he's over, and they always put him on television. And, and he has R- a lot of friends. And Ricky Starks and William and William J. Hobbs are are gonna fight Keith Lee uh, for a while, and and that'll be that'll be a, a lot of fun. Um, so we got uh, a little. Hey, Tony Schiavone's up at the top of the ramp, and he's waving around a clipboard that has AEW contract. Swerve written on it, I know because he's waving around a clipboard right in front of a camera, and pauses it around so you can read what it says on it. Um, Jonathan McPherson says missed a few minutes. Does anyone know who signed the piece of paper that said swerve? Um, I popped so hard. John <laughs> Cena stole it. <laughs> he did. John Cena came up and he stole it. He he signed it. So he so he's got the contract now. Um, uh. Uh, I popped so hard for Shivani inadvertently spoiling this, this is the surprise as first reported by FIFO Select.
2: i Select, which you can uh, subscribe to at FIFOSelect.com for just $5 a month. If you don't, you're not yeah, cool.
1: That's true. Um, <laughs> so we we get um, Swerve comes out. He looks great with his skinny tie and, and his suit and his, his sunglasses he looked like the 6th reservoir dog mr black like he was he was oh that, that that dude man i watched uh he he tweeted this out you get the full match of this it's him versus nick wayne and defy from a couple of weeks ago you can watch the whole thing on youtube it's like 30 minutes long it is amazing the nick wayne kid is going to be so so good um but he and and swerve i was watching that going And it bums me out we didn't get to see him as the top contender to Roman Reigns. Like like, like he he was there, he was on SmackDown. He's that good. He's that charismatic. He's a guy who could run your friggin' company. And we they just like like there's nothing. There's nothing, there's nobody on SmackDown for for, challenge to challenge Roman Reigns. And they they had that guy who would have been amazing at it and you could have done trios matches with him and hit row versus roman and the usos like that okay. that could have been a really fun thing but mm. um i think swerve is um is uh, a, a, a top of the card dude especially now uh that they they can uh shuttle people around with with ring of honor if that's what they start to do um he's a he's a top of the card guy um i think that that um Depending on who's busy doing what, I think that uh, that Swerve could slot in and face anybody as a heel or a face. He's just so, so good at everything he does. Uh, Mark Losper says Swerve may be the coolest dude on the roster. Um, Yeah, uh, he's up there. Yeah,
2: he's up there. He, I believe it was (laughs) Com reported that (laughs) AEW views him as someone that's a crossover star. Like he, he's just so. Great at so many things, and he's so charismatic, like upsettingly charismatic to the point where I think they think he could do a lot as far as um, any sort of cross promotion and pop culture appeal like he's a guy that could could really expand the brand into other avenues of culture.
1: He did like some uh, returning soon vignette a few a few months ago uh, that was all self-produced that was him. Leaning out of the passenger side rear window of a speeding car of firing like a a Tommy gun with a ski mask on in slow motion set to opera music in black and white. And at the, but, but at the end, after, after presumably he shot all the cop cars that are following him, he pulls off the ski mask and he's just cackling. And I was like, that's like the coolest, like, like, if that's just like the idea of what his character could be is like encompassed within a little one minute long video. Like you sign me up for, for everything that guy could do. He's so creative. Um,
2: I love this check coming in from class. I don't know Swerve, but I know he's cool AF and it's enough. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it is with him.
1: Yeah. And we'll yeah. put
2: over um, our buddies on Graph City too, that had an interview with him. Yes. Um. And yeah. we'll put over Jeremy for scooping Will on his own show. With his own family member before that happened uh, on the spotlight with Stephen Jetson. Yeah. So, very cool of Will to forgive Jeremy for scooping him on his yeah. own show.
1: Uh oh, they're they're already doing, whose house, Swerve's house, Chance.
2: Everybody was, knew like, too. It like, so everybody, cool. everybody
1: knew to do it. Like they're 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 ready. Um, uh, and uh, um, we got uh, that's that's uh, Joss Weaver says that. And then uh, Mark Losper says, Got to give AEW some credit. They've really gone out of their way to attempt to solve the representation issue with the black community. So great. They Absolutely. have, and
2: they can't even take a victory lap on it because Tony Khan put his foot in his mouth already. But it the is part. it is nice to see no, the incredible strides that they've made. And they've done it with the right people, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't want them to take a victory lap on it. I want them to just yeah. be this is a thing because this is we're, we're this bringing is the in, best
2: talent in the world. the
1: best talent in the world, bar none. Um, uh, we had Braun Wagner saying, Nit hit, need to hit row in uh, in AEW. They're now known know. as the Hitmakers. Uh, but here's something that I loved did you see this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, <laughs> uh beef squashing photo? It was, it was, um, a Sunday the Adonis and uh, formerly known as Top Dollar, now known as Big Frank, um, with uh, Max Caster. <laughs> Uh, 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 big, uh, uh but with Max Caster and uh, Anthony Bowens, uh, and they were they posing together. They squashed the beef. They had the thing back and forth with like who's the best rappers or whatever. That's all done now. It's like the Bloods and the Crips have 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 decided we're not gonna do that anymore. We're not no more gang wars between us. So I mean, like, uh, would I want didn't to sign them? No, but it would it be kind of cool to see them work work a match on Dark that'd be fun. Sure, yeah. I, or I, ROH, I, like whatever yeah,
2: that's or whatever. Be, that's yeah, fun. I
1: I think it could be a lot, a lot of fun. Um
2: But make no doubt about it, Swerve was the back that that faction was built
1: oh, on. 100%. Not the
2: other way around. Like no, that, no, no, it no, was no. not equal parts he, in that. He he did
1: not need them, but they would have I think could have risen to prominence alongside alongside sure, him. Sure, of course. Uh, I of course. I I think I think that the AJ Francis is like, really athletic and fun and charismatic for a big dude. And Ashanti the Adonis was doing some of the most fun character work we never got to see him really actually delve into. Like, he was this crazed lunatic. Like, he would he would get some kind of, like, perceived slight in the match and just go crazy. And it took Top Dollar to, like, say, hey, we need you focused so we can win this match. Because otherwise... Ashanti Das was gonna murder a bitch, like like he was, like it was, it was, it was fun. Um, but we never gonna see that happen. So there you go.
2: Cause Big Frank, here's the thing. K ties when you said Big Frank, amazing. The reason my eyes did that was because Big Frank to me reads as a 47 year old 400 pound man that is on your slow pitch softball team, not
1: anything. But it's, cool. it's it's Frank with a C, cause you know it's short for Francis. Get it? So you know,
2: like a franc? Like a franc. Okay. Um, like still, no, it's a no for me.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, you know what?
2: I wish Alex, what I wish that that name was nowhere to be found. And if you don't want people tracking where you are, well, NordVPN has you covered.
0: I started to travel a lot more for work, which is why I'm not on this show right now. And there are little things that I'm discovering when I'm on the road, like. I can't watch SmackDown unless I'm live at the hotel because YouTube TV tells me I'm out of my region. Fortunately, NordVPN.com slash Fightful can help, and it helps me watch a lot of shows that I would normally miss because they're region-blocked in my area. It helps me get better prices on a lot of pay-per-view stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also use that code Fightful, and you're going to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose here with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity, and access to vast amount of entertaining content. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It has made my life a whole lot easier, especially on the road. Check us out. Use that code fightful at NordVPN.com slash fightful.
2: Kate has controlled the NordVPN narrative. Guys, if you wanted to watch the pay-per-view on fight for a little bit less money and you use NordVPN, you could do that. You are not a slave to bleacher report or your cable providers um vpn is a great or nord vpn is a great deal when you use the code fightful legitimately if you sign up for those two years you'll save more money on subscriptions like for realsies than you would without it um and hey you know what that was the right ad that we were supposed to play so killing yeah. it now that we are in the groove yeah dick jokes more fun for segues i gotta be honest but at least we played the right ad this
1: time uh... Dan Janoff says uh, of your Bluetooth segue, Kate is the best at segues. I was dying after that. Oh, thank you. Um, I was dying too, because I had my own segue prepared for a different ad read for this segment that we're about to talk about, which I think is hilarious um, uh, because we got Jade Cargill versus take, uh, take Conti uh, and um Jade Cargill was uh, all dressed up in, in green. She was dressed up as Jade from the Mortal Kombat thing, but she's got the green hair and everything. And so we have uh the athletic greens that we're uh i don't want to do it right now I, just, I don't care sorry back right, right back to back sorry guys <laughs> think it of it my... this
2: way it's an ad break you're getting them out of so the ad, way i want a
1: couple of ad, a couple of commercials and then there's no more the, the rest of the rest of the show will be ad free we
2: talk hey, you
0: know a lot about performance It's named after a, a shade and you know if you want that performance you want athletic greens one athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, Our strength and conditioning coach said you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Loved the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1. It effectively replaces all those products, pills, with one healthy drink athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us.
1: <laughs> the show it's is true. a beautiful disaster. I love you too. We, we love were, you too, Mark. Yeah.
2: If we were a tag team, we would be the beautiful disaster. Does we Sean were. have the same hoodie in both ads that yeah. we played back, re- back. back to back?
1: Yeah, you recorded back to back.
2: Come on, Sean. Come on, Sean. At least, at least change the shirt.
1: Um, uh <laughs> Louise says Kate with the hot mic. That's true. Um uh, Class Thoreau says, I've never been less excited for a kiss than this. Not my timeline was excited because Jade, uh, Jade was was dressed as Jade. Like, my God, her, her ring gear looked fantastic. Uh, and she planted a big one right on Taya Conte, uh, who did not who did not enjoy it, but my timeline was filled of with uh screenshots of the kiss. Um uh, gentlemen
2: were not upset by the smooth. There were there inside.
1: were a, there were a lot of uh uh let's just see the L and LGBT on my timeline who were also very big fans of this <laughs> moment.
2: This was the horriest Twitter has been since the Nikita Lions debut, I that would is say. True. That is
1: um
2: true. so this match was for me not super great. Um it was short it wasn't the the best match jade looks like a star she has charisma for days um i liked tay using the frog splash i thought that was very fun and i think jade used the pile driver right at the end of this
1: Ty used the pile driver yeah or, i'm sorry ty did it.
2: yeah so that's pretty cool um but just you know i like really strong in ring work i i thought layla and chris kicked this match's butt um but Jade has incredible upside in, in other ways. It's just not there for me in the ring yet. After her match with Anna Jay, I was really encouraged. And I was hoping this might be a little bit stronger than it was. But um, not my favorite. But not the worst. And like I think it was like eight minutes long. And it, it was what it was. The, the pump kick that Jade brings out always looks great. So um, that was a fun spot. But overall, this match just didn't really click in for me very much.
1: Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was sloppy, uh, but kind of in a good way. It felt like a real fight. Like they were, um, they they didn't like each other. Uh, it did, like it it just it did feel that way. Like like it was just two women who really wanted to beat the piss out of each other, um, as opposed to a worked fight. It felt like it was um, just just I don't like you, and I mean that sometimes that's that's good. Um, it, there were there are parts of it that that I thought uh where that worked and parts of it where I thought that it didn't. Um, um I I all I will always love um I, I feel like there's like a, a backstage um I don't know maybe like a bulletin board where everybody uh there's screenshots of everybody's face right before they take the jaded and everyone's trying to outdo each other with how scared they can look because I just love Taya because she didn't look scared she looked pissed like damn it, I'm gonna lose this match. Like oh uh, son uh, of ah shit. damn it. Um and uh, yeah, I thought that was uh yeah <laughs> that was that was that was fine.
2: Tay also, I love Jade looked amazing, but I love Tay's gear for this. And when she fought Brett, it feels like a fighter when she comes out with the flag and with her hair and like mm-hmm. the braids. Like I I also love her look going into these matches yeah. and. I just am kind of ready for like All right, what's next for for Jade? I'm I was hoping someone was ABU tonight. The next uh, one the
1: we'll next see. one is a milestone. The next one is 30 and 0. I think That's what I, I'm thinking think after like, she she gets to 30 and 0, maybe then she be like, "I'm 30 and 0. Nobody here can touch me. There's nobody on the roster who can beat me." And then somebody enters who's not on the roster.
2: Athena, Tony Storm. Yeah. So you can knock someone in, in that vein, that could be really fun. God, it could be Diana at this point. Who the hell knows? So. Honestly,
1: uh, that'd be interesting as so. well. Um, <laughs> Mark Losper says Jade versus Nikita to blow up the internet. The internet would not recover,
2: it wouldn't. The internet we would, would time travel, re- <laughs> we would be in the astral somewhere, would, like would we would not, not be in recover. this
3: dimension
1: anymore. Both women, uh, they 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 the way they pin after their finisher. Is uh is by by putting their butt in their opponent's face. That uh, whatever, whatever, whoever wins the match, that screenshot's gonna live forever.
2: It's gonna end up like this.
1: Yep, right there. <laughs> uh, um, uh, okay. Before we get into the crazy one, uh, where we're gonna talk, I'm sure for the for the longest amount of time, let's get some of these super and humper chats out of the way. For you, What's you guys a humper like- chat? Uh, go to humperchats.com uh, and you can, you can send us a humper chat. We get a, a bigger piece of the pie. If you guys do that and that's great. So thank you. Thank you. Also, you can do the super chat thing at the bottom of the YouTube and that's fine as well.
3: Um, give us a thumbs, up. thumbs
1: up. That's also very important for the algorithm. Um, uh, <laughs> Fightful's best duo says CR media. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Kate needs to run a promo school. Killing it,
2: <laughs> you bears and you people can't put up a fight against me.
1: Um, Let's go. I love me some soba says this pay per view hump,
2: it did. That's why we are soliciting your humper chats. Well, because
1: ShotKid29 us. says AEW controlled their narrative tonight. What a show! One of the best pay per views I've ever seen, and that's including the pre show. Uh, first thoughts, Linder. Oh,
2: hold on. WrestleMania, not so much.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I thought the whole thing was just fantastic. I mean, it was five hours on my couch, so that's basically every every Sunday for me. So that's fine as well. Uh, I had my snacks all laid out, a little charcuterie, a, gla- a bottle of wine. Wonderful. I like
2: that you said glass, and then you went into a bottle no, of wine. L- l- you l- were let's,
1: being a- let's be honest. It was several <laughs> glasses of wine. Sure. Uh, But I, I did enjoy myself quite a lot. And uh, the match we're about to talk about with, with the uh, Charles Montgomery Punk, I do like him quite a lot. And I will talk about him some more. Um, uh, if you Mark don't L- L-
2: understand what that was about, hang out with us on Tuesdays and you yeah. get to be cool and inside.
1: Uh, but Mark we're Lasper, not
3: explaining.
1: No. We're not, we, we, we shall never explain it. Mark Losper says, AEW controls their narrative. WWE not so much. Um... Chris Watson saw saw the pay-per-view in a very comfortable theater. What a banger. Brendan Tungate says, what a show. Uh, DJ Page says, "Um, NXT and NJPW have had some better matches on weaker cards. But start to finish, this was the best pay-per-view I've ever seen. Like, they find new ways top of themselves, man. I thought all that was the best as it could ever possibly get and full gear surpassed it. I don't know if, if... this surpassed full gear for me because there were just the matches on there that I was just so excited to watch um but it was still really really great and way better than anything we're going to get in about a month that's what i'm going to say about that
2: uh for me all out has been my favorite pay-per-view but i can't argue with with tonight's or full gear you know what i mean like i don't think there's Anything definitive, I think it just becomes a matter of taste after a while, mm-hmm. like so. I I can't critique that, and when I'm watching them, it always feels like the best pay per view I've ever seen for the past three, for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Josh Weaver says, I need a cigarette after that show, you and me both, sweetheart. Um, uh, Doug Kahn says, Has uh AW ever had a bad pay per view? I mean.
3: What, the, the the end
1: the end of revolution last year kind of soured the whole experience, but I know there were there were really good matches on the show. But that the end the end of that thing with with the fizzled out uh, uh, exploding death barbed wire death match. Um, oh
2: God, I kind of loved it though because it was so it was gonna be either amazing or terrible, and it being terrible was amazing. Uh, but
1: I mean, um, yeah, th-
2: I feel like double or nothing. Was it double or nothing? Whatever one where it was like nine hundred degrees in Florida had a, a rough first half and a great second half, whatever one it was, MJF and yeah. Moxley main eventing. Yeah. That was the only one that as a pay-per-view I felt like didn't fully necessarily mm-hmm. deliver, but I still can't even call that a bad pay-per-view.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so in my opinion, no, but they've had weaker pay-per-views at points.
1: Yeah. Dan Janoff says that this show was near perfect. Eddie made Jericho tap. Regal is all elite. We're about to get to that. My childhood hero went through two tables, and Punk and Hangman showed us why honor is real. The narrative was controlled.
2: I love that we're just
3: controlling the narrative.
1: <clears throat> well, Fear and Loathing in NYC says I thought control your narrative was uh, spending seven minutes in hell uh, taunting uh, Austin Aries, uh, telling him he's a bum in a broom closet. That's a thing.
2: That's a rant room.
1: That is a that is a that is a rant room. Um. So, um, here we go. Um, MJF does the thing that he likes to do sometimes where he plays the opponent's music and then comes out to his own music. I thought that was fun. I love his little robes that he wears with the Burberry pattern on them. Uh, and Steve, then
2: i don't get it scouted. <laughs>
1: and then uh and then kate i'll let you handle your feelings when you heard what we heard
2: you want me just to cry you want me to cry on the the screen?
1: no not necessarily
2: i mean all of it so if you're not familiar like a lot of geeks on the internet i say that with love because i'm one of those geeks on the internet um CM Punk and Raven in Ring of Honor had a dog collar match that was uh, the, A, the last one Punk was in, and, and B, just a fantastic piece of wrestling history. And in that, um, his ROH theme is what played tonight. And he came out with gym shorts that were almost exactly what... They might have been the same ones for all I know. They looked exactly the same as his Ring of Honor ones. This story... Is so good on its own, but if you're familiar with the Raven Punk story, some of the things that I'm just...
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer? A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? Dot com slash fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful.
2: F was saying were things that punk said leading into that dog collar match with Raven. Um, so when he came out to it, to miser miseria Cantari, I think it's, I can't words, um, just the way it was set up with. The cool fog and the pillars and stuff, but like... Oh, so cool. So cool on its own. Gave me chills in the same way that the Punk debut did, honestly. Like, it, it was such a fantastic moment. Um, but to have that been preceded by MJF doing Punk's theme and Punk saying, I'm still going to one-up this rookie. Like, the amount of storytelling that happened before the bell even rang... I just thought was so perfect and so cool. I loved that spoiler alert at the end, they played cult of personality too. They didn't play that. So I thought it was so fun. But when he walked out, I mean, he was just a a blonde haircut away from looking exactly like he did in ROH. And with them having bought ROH a week ago, like my goodness, like what a, what a, a fantastic tribute. And if you know anything about MJF, you know he's an absolute student of this. And if you know anything about Punk you've seen, he's an absolute student of this with the Bret Hart tributes and the Harley Ray seesaw spot and the the last match with MJF. Um, so just going into this, like, my, it already felt so visceral and, and so personal and violent. And then that just made me so emotional and gave me such chills. I have a friend who does a podcast called the Shining Wizards podcast, and he said they should have put the dog collar matches on them when they started the match, like uh, Piper and Valentine did. That was the only like piece of storytelling that wasn't there, which I thought would have been, I was I, once he clarified, cause I didn't know that um, he was like, that would have been so fun. He's right. Um, but I just, before we even get into the match, my goodness, did this feel like it had a big fight feel like what a fantastic fantastic thing this is something I'll bring up to um, that Paul Turner refed the Raven one in this I think that is true from, from what yeah, I understand which is just heard. like absolutely incredible absolutely yeah. incredible um, um, but just what a what a cool piece of, of wrestling storytelling and it's something that if you don't know that you're going to be like wait what is Punk doing and you're going to want to go look it up like they're really good at stuff like that too where um, when something exists on a surface level, it's very compelling. But then when you do know the history, it's even that much more compelling.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Weaver says, now we know why TK really bought <laughs> ROH. Um, uh, Josh Cardenas says ROH CM Punk. Kate must be losing her mind. I, did. Um, I, cried.
2: I cried twice in this pay-per-view twice about wrestling in one night. I cried once about getting my face ripped off. I cried yeah. twice.
3: <laughs> I do not want pay-per-view.
2: Audio, and Eddie
1: and Punk, of course. Yeah. Uh, audio <laughs> Flesh says Punk walking out to AFI is an awesome nuanced detail for hardcore fans. It's refreshing to see a company invest in people that love it most rather than always spotlighting the money of casual fans. Loyalty. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there was something where, like uh, there. you could tell there was the vast majority of people in that in that crowd were not familiar, but the ones who were were losing their minds. I saw one guy who was singing along and looking around like, "Why is nobody else singing too? This is <laughs> the best moment of my life. Like he was just going crazy. Um, I, I, I yeah, that was you. I was
2: wondering uh, why my dog wasn't singing along. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I thought it was uh, that was uh, when because I didn't recognize the music, but I recognized the gear. yeah and I was like, oh, that's oh, now I get what this music is. Okay. oh wow, this is awesome. Like this is just him playing the hits. Um, like it's like 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 not playing the hits, but like referencing his past in certain ways that, that we've seen before um, that I love. this is why this is why I absolutely believe. We're getting a summer of punk again.
2: And I don't know if you saw, but the back of his jacket had the X's on it and he mm-hmm. has not really talked straight edge at all, which makes me think we might be getting a drunk cowboy versus a straight edge prick in the very near future.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's, there's some there's something to it, but I do believe we're getting summer of punk uh, this year. I yeah. think it's going to be something great. Uh, Class the says, and someone lapsed for 20 years. I loved hearing AFI. Uh, Zero Fear ninety four says "Miseria Cantare," uh, or whatever you ever pronounce it. Brent Lachman says the same thing. That title of the song I butchered. Well, now I guess I gotta mark out for days now. <laughs> um, this, this
2: corrects the Suzuki incident. You know what I yeah. mean. This is like their their penance.
1: <laughs> um. So this punk um,
2: screaming the lyrics when yeah. he got to the ring was he just these moments where he looks so genuinely happy just oh my god are they're just the best
1: yeah just um, the best uh so now the match kate um i i I thought it was it was you got to do the thing even though it it, it I I understand you got to do it mjf like I'm going to escape oh no I'm not like three times I was like you got to establish that that's impossible and then you can do the rest of the match. But every time he did it, I was like, MJF knows he can't run away. He's wearing a dog collar that is attached to CM Punk. Please stop doing that.
2: And he's I wish they had referenced that he had been into dog collar matches before. MJF had on, on the indies. If you're gonna acknowledge it in one arena, I know indie wrestling is not the same as having had one in, in Ring of Honor, but like I think that yeah. would have been a cool part of the story.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's true. Um I I I thought that you know everyone knew they were going to bleed uh yeah. and they did punk punk bled a lot um so much so that I was like this is this feels like it's early in the match and he's bleeding quite a lot are we sure he's not going to pass <laughs> out <laughs> um uh but um I I thought it was really great they um the, some really good psychology uh in ring selling and storytelling um uh, just these two guys are, are masters of their craft they really really are um uh they bring you knew it was going crazy when they when they brought out the um um the uh the, the thumbtacks and everything like Ugh. it was just um I, I and thought pin
2: it, attempts on the thumb tax.
1: Yeah like,
2: pin attempts yeah. ow.
1: There was there was uh, there was some really great stuff like um mjf having to crawl through the thumbtacks to to get the pin attempt on him and him going ah like he's just really great he's really 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 great um he uh, is
2: unbelievable yeah at selling he's unbelievable at a lot of things he did this with darby allen too selling getting injured in a match is one of the things he's the most incredible at that broken hand while not broken, was broken in everything he did. Yeah. He did that with the knee against Darby Allen. He mm-hmm. is unreal yeah. at making you think that he is like shoot injured in, in matches. I loved the microphone spot when bunkers eat shit. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that
1: was
2: so much fun. Yeah. Where he I was like, like say,
1: I say, I quit. I like that. And I loved like, he like MJF gets up on the top rope and he's about to deliver a speech to the crowd. And Punk just yanked him off. So smart. That was great. I thought that was really fun. Back Um, to the
2: broken hand. MJF started throwing forearms, like little things like that. It's like, yeah, because your hand's broken, you're not gonna punch the guy. You're gonna throw a forearm. We saw an Anaconda device. That was really fun.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, the pile drivers on the apron spot was insane.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, MJF having the Pepsi plunge scouted was so great.
1: That was good too. Yeah.
2: Um but overall the storytelling dog collar matches are so interesting. Cause everything feels so vulnerable when there's something around someone's neck. Like it's a different level of uncomfortable than tax or a steel cage because it's someone's esophagus and their throat. Like it just feels so very like, man, one wrong move in either direction and it shit gets really scary. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and, and the perfect stipulation for a blow off that got this, um, Personal like that like i just it it did feel maybe a little bit long but i think this card it's it's hard to figure that out like it, it's such a a roller coaster when you're watching this high quality wrestling for five hours but overall just so so good and we can talk about the Wardlow spot whenever you want
1: yeah we will <laughs> um uh class Thoreau says was afraid punk would hit eddie at judgment day levels of bleeding um yeah or or, or what flair Cena versus uh JBL in that one match where it was just like oh, just literal yeah. feats of blood um uh uh but yeah so he says thank the wrestling gods when he clotted amazing match I I, I I'm I'm fine with getting color I don't want to have to worry about your safety you know what i especially mean especially
2: like, when they did that last week already yeah which that i was like that's a short segment that's fine This is like they hit an artery both
1: times. I was like, this Um, is a lot. Yeah. Um, Does uh, uh, C says, does WWE uh, still own this fire burns? Because I thought he would come out to that. No, they, WWE does still own it. So I don't think that's going to happen. But one thing I did love uh, before the match even started, uh, Ben Dixon says, MJF told Roberts to intro intro him as better than the best in the world. And Punk predicted it and asked to be introduced to the Second City Saint. Love it. That's so good.
2: So They're good. so detailed, the two of them. Like, um, so detailed.
1: Yeah. So there's a, there's spots with, with the thumbtacks and everything. And then uh, MJF crawls over to the ropes and starts yelling, Wardlow! Wardlow! And I, it's an accident. Certainly didn't happen on purpose. One of those things. But I thought it really took away from the moment. When uh, when when they realized but MJF was no longer attached to the dog collar, but the, the, the chain wasn't attached to his dog collar anymore. And they had to come over and attach it in that moment while he's waiting for for, for Wardlow to come down. It just felt like it took away from the urgency of the whole thing. Um, uh, but like, obviously, you, you can't do anything about it. It's just a thing that happened. Um, yeah, and
2: I I try never to. I, I know everybody also thought that when Jericho fell off the cage and MJF pushed him, it looked so cheesy because he was obviously falling onto pillows. I have a hard time faulting production for things that are in wrestlers' best interest safety-wise, which I think is what that is. Those dog collars have to be gimmicked to keep people from actually choking each other, and it probably came detached from that. So it does, oh, it just it breaks the emotion in, in those moments, but like I can't ever fault anyone for that when it's probably a matter of safety for for your wrestler. Like that, just it makes too much sense. But yeah. of all the high drama moments,
1: <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, Wardlow comes down, and he's in a suit. He's already showered. He looks like a, a trillion dollars, and he walks down. And Wardlow's like, you know, he, the MJF is like, "Give me the ring." He's like, comes down. He's like, you know what? I think I forgot it. And I was like, is that the spot that Wardlow is going to like have to run back for the ring and MJF will blame him for not having the ring with him. Um, Is that what we're going to do? And uh, like, I suppose we could do that, but I kind of wanted something more direct. And because they like to read my mind, (laughs) um, (laughs) CM Punk, Pulled MJF into a, a, GTA, a GTS. Um, and then he looks over at Wardlow. And Wardlow's like, you know what? I I forgot. I put it in this pocket. Brings out the ring. Just places it on the apron. And walks away. And Punk smiles. Picks up the ring. Puts it on. Makes sure that MJF knows he's wearing it. Punches him right smack dab in the middle of the face and pins him one two three. Um. Oh, by the way, the cell for the for the for the GTS that that um MJF like bounced back up and was standing there and then collapsed into the thumbtacks and for a second was like I'm unconscious. Then I was like, Oh Jesus, I've gone I've landed in thumbtacks. That was so <laughs> that good. was so that good was so great. So if you've great.
2: ever had an all over body pain, yeah. That's like a very real reaction yeah. to that. I loved that cell. I loved yeah. that cell too. Um
1: yeah. this
2: is so good. This yeah. was better than I thought it was. And to me, there's a few things I like about it. One, Wardlow turned us back on MJF. MJF can whine about that forever. CM mm-hmm. Punk also he cheated. He cheated to win this match, and he's in the middle of like slowly turning heel, kind of. Well, and MJF can then complain about you that know, too. I mean
1: his his whole thing is that, you know. Um, I mean, did I really, I mean, there was just a thing that was right there. I didn't, I didn't bring the, fo- the, 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 foreign object into the ring, which it's is great. Ring. I agree with you. Like he is turning heel slowly, but like, I think that that's, this is part of the nuance of that in, in that, in that direction. Um, uh, Wardlow with the face of the, ter- the, the face turn of the revolution says Lord Jackson, don't care who wins out of Sammy and Scorpio. That sirloin beef son of a bitch is going to power bomb them into the core of the planet. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. Um, uh, but I did like this one. Max Power Five One Four says, assuming he hangs on to it, that ring is going to corrupt Punk, isn't it?
3: Oh
2: yeah.
1: Like I love that idea. That's like, oh no, this is mine now. And I'm going to uh, just like the idea of like Bilbo Baggins with the ring of like, yeah, why, <laughs> why shouldn't I keep it? Why shouldn't I? Um, I oh That's fun. God.
2: Especially because he's not a guy that would have a diamond ring, no. but he is a guy that would but, have an object that screws everyone over. So the fact that he like kind of inherited it. In and I love way. the
1: idea that like he's going to keep it because it just pisses off Max. Yes. But then he gets to like it it gets to become a thing of that's his now. That would be a really cool way to like help with that. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. I, 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 I like that a lot. Um, anyway, uh, um, so Josh Weaver says, uh, this fire burns is a kill switch engage song. They currently own the rights. Well, no WWE bought the rights to the, the song from kill switch engage in 2005. And it remained with the rights of it since, um, uh, says Luis, who's our researcher. Uh, just, which is actually a very funny story about this fire burns and how it's supposed to be Randy Orton's music. This is yeah. also true. Um, uh, this match felt like the Foley and Triple H street fight from 2000, says Brody Man Hennessy. Uh, that is also true. Um, now, so what's happening here from, from here with Wardlow? Um, uh, what do you think is... More likely that because uh, I think what's happening is that is that MJF is going to throw off the handle and be super pissed and um and go back on his word to to take to take the title shot to not take the title shot from um from Wardlow. That's kind of obvious. I think he's is where we're going out of this. But um, do you think MJF steals the title shot or the title from Wardlow? Because I think it's more snivelly and, and heelish to like let Wardlow win the match and then take the title belt from him as opposed to, because he has, apparently he said in in the, in the, in the, in the, in the spot with Mark Sterling a few months ago, that he also reserves the right to take title shots, not just titles. So there's either way. Um, I think that, um, there's a uh, there's both things I could I could be uh, presented for, but I do love the idea of allowing Wardlow to win the championship and then coming out and being like, "Thank you, that's mine now." I think is the perfect way for him to be maximum heel.
2: I think there's a couple routes you could go. A few that you haven't thrown out that I'll throw out as possibilities are, um, they mend fences. And MJF says, the only way I'll forgive you is for you to give me the title shot. And then when MJF calls for him in that, Wardlow also doesn't come and let Scorpio Sky retain (laughs) or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or Wardlow, um, MJF costs Wardlow the match and Scorpio Sky retains that way. Because that keeps the title hot potato game out of it a little bit. Right. And if you, I feel like Scorpio Sky deserves a real reign. But I I, feel like taking the shot away from Wardlow is like meaner somehow.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there you go. Like uh, Josh Weaver says Wardlow wins and then MJF releases him from his contract. So he's forced to forfeit the the, the TNT title. Um, All of these, like, all of these little things I think are, are immediately null and void because then Tony Khan would be like, Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sign this guy because he's awesome. He won the you won the ladder match, and look, look at him, this crazy win streak. I'm not gonna let him like be a free agent, I'm gonna sign him. Which I feel like can be easily explained away by like having no no no, there's a non-compete, like he can't sign in any in his contract. If I fire him, he can't go anywhere blah 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 kind of a thing like there's a there's a way of getting around that to, to make to make the logic work. Um, I I wonder if Scorpio Sky just loses to Sammy Guevara anyway, especially if Max is gonna be the one to actually get the title shot because Max being the one to beat Sammy to end Sammy's reign um, feels more impactful than him beating Scorpio. But if Wardlow were to win, I feel like maybe him beating Scorpio, the heel, makes more sense. I'm not really sure either way, but I I am very... Because I I believe this, 100%. Wardlow versus MJF is your double or nothing match. I just don't know... Yeah, it has to be. It's just how do you get there? Is it for a title? Right, all that stuff. But that's... But I'm very, very excited uh, for that. Um,
2: Just a fun quote coming out of the scrum real quick because Sean is tweeting a lot of them. CM Punk is emotional over the AFI theme and he tells Righteous Red she's happy with the ROH footage is in good hands instead of on a shitty app on a tab that doesn't work. (laughs) I love him so much.
1: (laughs) He's pretty great, huh? I
2: love him so much. And I think he unblocked Sean. It looks like. Based on
1: good.
2: on the good. which which just makes me happy.
1: That's
2: good. <laughs> um, on the shitty ass the tag, he
1: like, yeah. just really
2: give a fuck. I love that guy so much.
1: <laughs> Phil Felice says it could be with the two belts. Wardlow gets to keep one of them. I don't know. That's interesting. Um I think I think I think maybe one of the reasons they've kept the two belts around is because a guy who would absolutely insist on carrying around two belts is MJF. And if they know they're going to actually give MJF a long title reign, him insisting on wearing both belts around his midsection so he comes out like this. Such a dick move. Such a dick move to do. I think that might be why they haven't gotten rid of one of them. Do you know
2: why I think that's the case? Hmm. Because Cody Rhodes has not signed with the WWE at this point. Yeah, perhaps. And I I don't want to be false hope gal, but if they want to bring him back as a heel, that's a yeah. hell of a way to do it. That's so, true. but also the two belts look really cool.
1: Um. Yeah. So, here we go. Um, this this appears to be the thing that that is that is uh people have marked as the most divisive, or would say the low light of of the match of the of the of the card. I think it was. Unfair to them to place this on the card where they did Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, um, especially knowing where they were, how they were going to build the match because of what they're going to do with it. Um, so um, Thunder Rosa looks fantastic in her in her in her ring gear oh, as always. So cool. uh, love her, I love her ring entrance. Uh, Britt Baker looks great too. They have a new women's title belt. So, like yes, and so then it looks
2: very, much better and very fantastic, old.
1: Fantastic, very old school. Love it. Um, there was a lot of interference. We'll say that it was a very I thought parts of the match were really great when it was just uh Rosa and Britt getting to work together. I thought there were some really good spots and, and some, some good stuff in there. Um,
2: Rosa brings out the best in Brit. I'll say that she,
1: she really does. Um,
2: and everyone. Yeah. Everyone who's in the ring with her.
1: Yeah. Um, and then uh and then the ref gets to be stupid and um and and be easily distracted and things happen. Um, um so Rebel gets on the apron several times. They should have just ejected her, but they didn't, because this is the the filth the finish they were building to. Um, this is why I said it when they, when Thunder Rosa pinned Britt Baker clean in that finish on, on dynamite, I was like this, they're, they're, they're planning something hinky and they did. Um, uh, so everybody got involved over and over and over again, the damned numbers game, the, the distraction people at ringside, uh, eventually, uh, Rosa is able to, uh, get rid of both of them, but slides back into the ring for a curb stomp and the one two three so that the, that's that's what happened so your thoughts
2: okay. um i okay a couple things on fifa select if you want to subscribe for those five dollars there were a lot of notes in aew and one of them was and sean didn't say which match but the ending to one of the matches got switched several times i think it was this one completely projecting uh-huh. I think it was this one because I don't know. We're getting Rosa and legit Layla next week to get back here. It feels a little thrown together, and interference is such an easy way out. I didn't like the match. I would have rather had maybe one interference spot that was egregious, which justified a rematch. Um, I just am for as much momentum as this feud has had. It feels deluded by that. Now, I'll say this. When there's egregious interference, a great way to keep people away from a ring the next time two people meet is a steel cage. So if they give us a steel cage match in San Antonio and Rosa goes over, I will have more appreciation for this, even though as a matter of taste, I didn't like it because there will have been a logical wrestling-based payoff. I still would prefer that it wasn't so heavy on it. But I think the way this was designed is to set us up for something like that. I still think it would be cool to do a Texas death match in San Antonio, but a a steel cage match keeps people out of of the cage. So as you kind of predicted yesterday and going into this. Um, So I will appreciate this more after the fact if that's what they end up doing. I would still prefer if they had gotten there a, a bit of a better way, just because I feel like this is, is very, very played out in the Britt Baker reign. And for a reign that has mostly been the challenger of the month club, it's like, come on, this is like the one feud feud we're getting. And we don't even get to like see see them blow off and hate each other and get angry and whatever. So it wasn't my favorite. I have a feeling this might have changed hands booking wise. The injury stuff is not true. Please don't believe that that's out there. Shonda's confirmed multiple times and has a very close working relationship with Thunder Rosa. Um, and she is not injured. So it wasn't that. Um, but just, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't for me. But I'm wondering if in two weeks I will at least understood this a little bit more. And it does actually a super chat rolling in with the point I was about to make. So we'll let Ellen Jeanette make it. Thunder Rosa look weak by not having backup knowing Brit has support to interfere as they did. That's the thing is it's like Thunder Rosa is too smart to not see that coming.
1: Especially um, since we, we know, no, no. She has established backup.
2: Yeah. She has friends now. She has,
1: she has Mercedes Martinez who's, who watched her back and tagged with her on Wednesday. I would have loved if they knew they were going to do this finish to do a spot where rebel hits Mercedes in the back of the knee with it with, with a lead pipe or something some
2: justification and for why so
1: that's good. why Mercedes isn't cleared to come down to ringside for tonight oh. and that's why she's alone like I yeah I I, I under I I I, I get all, all of that I'm gonna read a lot of these things there's a lot of the, the same ideas but I, I I get it um so uh Ryan Largent says I'm done with a house of torture level bowl with with Brit. <laughs> Uh, and Rosa doesn't get an auto rematch while wasting Layla, not as her first defense. Um, uh, Ann Simmons 211 eleven says uh, the interference was really bad and made Britt look very weak as a champ because she was down for the three count and tapped more than once. All of those visual things, what with all the interferences, are made are meant to make you. But no, Rosa was cheated multiple times and she deserves this rematch so that when she gets an automatic rematch, you're like, well, she deserves it. I mean, somebody else might not, but she does specifically for all of these reasons. They are doing a lot of dog walking to get to that <laughs> particular spot.
2: That's exactly um, what they're doing. But that's
1: what they, that's, I do think that's, they've had an eye on that. Like like having like the, the, the one year anniversary of the St. Patrick's Day Slam lights out match in in San Antonio, which is Thunder Rosa's home base, like they've had an eye on that for a while. I saw a lot of people who said, then don't have this match on the pay per view. And I'm like,, ah, okay, I think you might have been able to get away with like a, the tag match we saw on Wednesday here instead. And if Thunder Rosa wins, if her team wins, then she gets the title match. Or Britt
2: versus Mercedes.
1: Or Britt versus Mercedes, something like that. I don't know. Um, uh, That's why I feel
2: like this was the one that switched hands a few times. Like, it it feels a little bit like... Yeah. Ah, oh, we changed our minds, because uh, you're right about Santa. Ch- they probably saw what you had to say, and were like, Crap. Yeah,
1: it's, it's I, I did. It was all my fault.
3: Yeah,
2: it is.
1: Uh, yeah. The Guru said, also, I think if the hometown win for Rosa was the plan, they shouldn't have had this match tonight. Instead, have a women's face of the Revolution ladder match. Well, that might have been interesting.
2: Ooh, that's interesting. Um, Jade's um, next challenger, because Jade keeps beating everyone. Something like that, yeah.
1: Um... <clears throat> Uh, R26 says, Loved everything in the show, minus women's title match, underwhelming, underwhelming match, and lazy booking have been the two main things of Break- Breakers' reign. Yeah,
2: booking, yeah, there, there's been some memorable matches. The one with Sheeta was great, the one with Ruby was, I thought, uh, was awesome. The Chris Outlander one was my favorite,
3: yeah.
2: Um, and her Riho matches were pretty good. I'm just not the biggest Riho fan in the world, but like ring wise, certainly good enough. Um, Nur, yeah.
1: Uh, uh yeah, Nurgaru says I know that they want Rosa to get the hometown win and all that. But why do this now then? We've known Britt can't win without interference already. Um, this is the other thing about Brit as I, I I I think we all were like, I think that there were a lot of people who were like, um Sheeta's great, but there's just something missing from the women's division. I think Britt Baker being the champion is gonna fix that. And no, it's not a magic elixir. You actually have to do the work and book the right feuds and stuff. And that wasn't done. And I think that's going to, now people are blaming Brit the way some people were blaming Hikaru Shida because, sure. oh, you know, she doesn't speak English very well, or people can't get into her because blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's none of these women's fault. Like you got to do the work to get them over, to actually make the, the reigns feel significant. And and some of that wasn't wasn't done.
2: And it's not a switch. Like, it takes time. And we've seen, I think, a lot of growth in the time of her reign. Yeah. But the booking of her reign has not been great.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Lord Jackson says, I'm not surprised. Dental offices can act and can double as houses of torture. Uh, <laughs> Rosa is winning in Texas, but I would have preferred it tonight. I wonder what the stip will be. They need to keep people out, but also, but also top last year. What about AEW's first Hell in a Cell? Um, <laughs> that would be interesting that the cage they they had um the lucha bros versus the young bucks in is so freaking immense like if they could figure out a way to get that into san antonio there's no way jamie hater is scaling that thing and then you just you, you ban him from ringside you you say like not only get can like can you not get in there or whatever have the ref do the do the work get the hell out if anybody tries to pass a kendo stick through the through the chain link, get the hell out. Like, have the ref actually do the work. But yeah, well, AEW
2: refs um, are not great.
1: I was it. I think it was Punk in an
2: interview who, before that tag match with the giant cage that you're talking about, was like, "Hey, be safe. Don't do anything stupid off of it." And I guess Phoenix was like, "Ha, yeah, we'll try." And Punk was like, <laughs> "No, be safe." And they were like sure <laughs>
3: sure no, i get you
2: oh yeah no i'll be safe but like my version of safe which is yeah. not normal people's. i don't right. understand how gravity works i'm i'm Ray Phoenix. yeah um but i just thought that was such a fun story that yeah i think it was on renee's podcast he was like be safe and they were like sure
1: yeah Oops. um ricardo alito says five out of five pay-per-view i love the show from top to bottom my only complaint is that brit won was expecting Rosa to snag that new belt love you guys she'll snag that new belt on March 16th
2: Wait do you want to be petty really quick
1: do you want not me? not really Why would I want to be it's petty?
2: like a, it's like a fun petty well,
1: sure you be petty for me then
2: well it's kind of Phil Lindsay being petty who we love on Grabdy who said man it kind of feels like the second that brandy left they got a new women's title and the belt maker made it in the past 21 days because Brandy helped design that belt. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like Brandy's gone? We're making a new belt.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't, but, but, but sure. I suppose. I don't know.
2: This is something that Linda and Sheila can talk about at oh, a later yeah, time, yeah, but yeah, I perhaps, just thought it was, I perhaps. thought it was kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Largent says that TBS championship is being booked far better than the women's world championship. Uh, I just, I just feel like they, they didn't, they don't know what they're doing with this with the Britt Baker thing. It was just, it just felt like it there. They didn't get enough. It
3: lazy.
2: It's lazy. We can yeah. say that. That's not like that yeah. malicious, but it is lazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brennan Tungate says the only bummer about the show is Rosa having to wait 10 days for a coronation, but that hometown pop is going to be cacophonous. I, I still think like we're all pissed about it now. The match that they have in the steel cage is going to be great because it's going to be the two of them, and that's it. Uh, nobody else is going to be involved. It's going to be it's going to be really great. Um, and when when not if when Thunder Rosa wins, the the place is going to go berserk for her. She's going to hoist that title up while while sitting on top of the cage in the main event of Dynamite, and people are going to go crazy for her. And it, it I think we're going to look at that and go. I don't like how they got here, but here is a pretty great place to be.
2: I think so, too. And also, like, look at us in the same breath, saying, like, we haven't really seen any women's feuds, and now they're extending a feud to be a best of three, and we're still complaining about it. So we got to give a little bit on one end. I just feel like the way that this match was put together was not necessarily the best way to get there. But I I think you're 100% right in that. I think two weeks from now, we're going to be elated.
1: Yeah. Uh Josh Weaver says, I mean, they pretty much confirmed exactly like what you said, Alex. Rosa is getting the belt in San Antonio.
2: You're so um, much more humble than I am. I would have been like, Yes, I predicted
1: it. Nah, I, you know, it's <laughs> I've been wrong about a lot of things. Um, so
2: have I. That but, makes like, the victory laughs even sweeter. I don't know what you're
1: talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna crow about a prediction I got right in the next match, but um Mark Losper now, uh hey, wait, hold on one second. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, N Simmons two eleven says AW women's division definitely needs some some vets. I wish someone like Io Shirai was there, or AJ Lee came back pushing Chyna Deep would all, would help also. Um, they need they, they might need some new faces, a new structuring of of what is the top of the card might be interesting. Um, I I think that yeah, Io Shirai would help any women's division. Io Shirai's kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, so um, we got this thing, Mark Losper. Has said uh, that he that if 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 uh, Britt Baker won tonight, then he would cash at me fifty dollars is what he said. Uh Mark Lospert tonight said I don't care about the anniversary whether there's dynamite in her hometown. You're gonna crown a champion, crown them on the pay-per-view. I I I get it. And and they understand that the the the, the, the pay-per-view is gonna be great regardless, but they want major uh, they want major things happening on Dynamite every week. And that would qualify as a major, major thing.
2: You know what's interesting? Think... We got no title changes tonight. Nope. And it was a great pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of stories finished still. Yeah. And it was a great pay-per-view and mm-hmm. no title changes. I didn't realize that until this moment. That's really right. interesting.
1: Because we're going to get title changes in the next couple of weeks. Yes, like the, TN- right. the TNT title is going to change hands at least once and uh the women's title is going to change hands tag tag titles are probably going to change hands at battle of the belts like we're I love gonna get re- yeah. we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a bunch of a bunch of stuff um mark losper says i saw three things on this pay-per-view because i was working the tag match the ladder match and this god-awful finish this was overbooked tripe
2: it was mark kind of lo- like ecw overbooked this was a <laughs> lot <laughs>
1: Mark Losper says, I've never been so mad to work the day of a pay-per-view. The parts I saw were incredible, other than the stupid Brit finish that cost me $50. <laughs> to Alex, five stars. And then he says, uh, he said it here, he said, uh, oh, well what did he say? it?' I want to click on the thing. He says, also, Alex, DM, DM, DM me your PayPal. Uh, I'm not taking your money, but we'll figure out a charity you can donate to, okay? Um, or you
2: can buy us more time on Tuesday night." Send it to Sean. Sean is easily bribed.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um,
2: that actually so, makes us more money. If you yeah. do it that way, you'll be making Alex more money potentially.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we, going back to that dog collar match, Samuel Hernandez sent in a, 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 a super chat saying, that dog collar match humped so much, so happy that I was there and got <sighs> to see it in person. <gasps> you were and there? 40%. Gimmick Samuel Hernandez, you were there. Do you, do you also <laughs> just flip your hair back and forth when you say it?
2: <laughs> Gimmick infringement, pal"? But I'm I'm so glad you got to experience that live. What an awesome experience!
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, the next match uh, was John Moxley and Brian Danielson, and again, this I thought. Should have been kept far away yes. from the uh, the dog collar match because it is a dog collar match without a dog collar. These guys, no, neither one of them going to run from each other. They're never going to be further than twelve feet from each other. They're just they're always going to be at each other's throats, beating it the shit out of people, out, out of each other, and they're both going to bleed. And and every all of that happened. <laughs> All of that happened. And so it it felt like it was like the other match that was like the same thing that we saw before two matches ago, which is Similar a hard
2: pace and yeah.
1: Yeah, like it's a hard thing to do. But these guys are two of the very, very best in the world. John Moxley, he I don't I don't think like like Brian Danielson's the best in the world.
2: Yes. Arguably ever.
1: Right. John Moxley, I think, is my favorite professional wrestler right now.
3: Really,
2: just the way
1: he moves around. There was that that one where he got he um he got snap mared and then kicked in the back. Oh my god! And this the way yeah. he was like, "All right, okay, you know what? Now it's on, you motherfucker!" Like it was just this this wonderful imperceptible of like that hurt, and I'm 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 going to now hurt you. The
2: storytelling was, it was hard because it took me a minute to get into, but it was so, the storytelling was so good because it wasn't about victory for the sake of victory. It was about victory for the sake of one-upmanship.
3: Yeah.
2: And, um, and the fact that Danielson has beat Mox every single time, um, Danielson, for a guy who wasn't good at promos. Yeah. Yeah. He mentioned William Regal last week, didn't he? Um
3: Good.
2: and there's been things like in interviews right before the one hour Broadway, he dropped an interview where he said, um, it's fun having shorter matches than AEW because I can just go sew balls to the wall. Yeah. And and then he did a one hour Broadway. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's constantly doing those things on top of like promos on screen being so great um but it I I think I'm gonna go back and watch a lot of this pay-per-view at a different time like post the dog collar match stuff because I think this was a great match I was just like so exhausted emotionally in a good way but the storytelling between the two of them was was fantastic like this we're gonna bleed together thing God, it just, it, it was the physical manifestation of everything they've been saying for the past few weeks. It really, really was of, um, it was like, you hit me, you son of a bitch. Well, I hit you. And then the situation where they were like both face to face and kicking each other's chests was, just oh, like, was great. Oh, God, just so good um and clearly two guys that are familiar with each other you know that always adds a a a bonus layer because i think there's just an extra layer of of comfort as a wrestler it seems like so i it was a great match it got a little bit lost on me i did not like it where it was on the card but the surprise we got buddy yeah
1: yeah and mox got a
2: win for the first time in his career we'll talk about
1: yeah yeah um brent lockman uh says that mox saw danielson versus suzuki and said i'll have what they're having um <laughs> uh it, it did feel a lot like that match um this was they really referenced
2: great it on commentary and, a and
1: um the the one the 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 horn of myself uh that i will toot is i i predicted the finish of this match you did which which was that um that danielson's gonna have too much fun Stretching Mox in every which way And trying to get Mox to tap out But Mox isn't going to Mox just won't He, he refused You'll have to break all of his limbs to do that um, So while Danielson is like What other crazy pretzel can I get you to twist in Mox is going to surprise him With a crazy pin And and Danielson's going to get pinned Before he even knows what happened And And that's what they did And I was like holy shit Hey, awesome. My thing happened. Like that was the one time of all the things I predicted tonight. I was like, that's a thing that I said. Um, Because I did not, everyone I saw was predicting Danielson was going to win. I was like, I think the story is better here if Mox sneaks one out. Both for Mox and for Danielson. Um, Once you've already broke, you know, you've already uh, figured out how to to get, you've already given Danielson his first loss. Now it doesn't feel champion. like you know yeah. yeah he doesn't have to win all these matches. Um, and Mox gets his first win versus Danielson, and it's it's a way to like to prove that like not only is he is, is a tough son of a bitch, but he's also smart and resilient, and it's it's why Danielson wanted to work with this guy in the first place. Danielson wouldn't respect a guy who couldn't beat him, like there's some r- really great, but like. Stuff here. Um, but I loved that Danielson got up in the face of the ref. And, and the ref
2: pushed back. Good for that ref. He was not going to be a doormat. I liked that about that ref.
1: I, I thought that was really great. and But then uh, Mox and Danielson kept fighting. And I was like, is this where Claudio comes out? I was like, no, it's even better. It's even better. Because Regal came out. William Regal walking down the side of the ramp around to the side with a look of concern and anger and disappointment, like a, like, like a pissed off father whose two adult sons are beating each other up at the family reunion. I loved this. My God. Oh, you I- know what? The only small
2: thing, and it's not even a bad thing because I think it kept the surprise intact, at no point did it occur to me that william regal was also dean ambrose i'm wearing a dean ambrose shirt by the way um was also dean ambrose's mentor and danielson said you know i i was mentored by guys like william regal and moxley did not respond and say hey so was i yeah um which i think kept the surprise intact a little bit but what a fantastic and he comes and he slaps him in the
1: fucking face oh no because 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 Mox won't won't back down. He's walking toward him from, he's got he's kind of smack him around. You get in line. And then Danielson's like, ha, ha ha, ha, ha dad likes me more. And, and then Brickle slaps him in the face and says, You two shake hands now. And it was just awesome. Cause because oh, uh, because shaking hands is what we do, Kate. Honor
2: is real
1: and ring of honor we shake hands after the match we do um god damn that was great and got that-
2: amazing like there's a reason william regal has had the career he's had like he just came in and oh, like he had I mean, been there his whole oh. life like he had been in the storyline for a year like oh. the immediacy with which he was just plopped in there and made it feel like he was a part of this story is so incredible and insane and amazing. I love it so much out of all the possible surprises that were running through my head. Samoa Joe, Swerve showed up, Claudio. I did not think Redbeard was going to show up Friday. I did not think William Regal was going to show up here in this way. Like, Oh my God, my little wrestling Mark Hart was just going insane. And it just made me, it made me happy for me as a fan. Cause I know the impact he's going to have on the product. And yeah. Tony Khan, I guess said in the presser that he's going to be booking ROH, but I cannot imagine you wouldn't have somebody like Regal who has all the developmental experience <laughs> coming over, not be involved in some way, maybe mm-hmm. not booking. Yeah. Um, but just the, the, the impact he's going to have on the product makes me so happy for me as a viewer. And the fact that he has a job with the superior, in my opinion, creative wrestling company and the second biggest wrestling company in the world that can probably compensate him the way he deserves to be compensated made me so happy for that guy. Cause he just comes across as the, dude yeah like he really really does and everybody had such wonderful things to say about him on their yeah. way out and how there wouldn't be uh becky lynch an ftr a bailey without william regal so right. i i'm selfishly so excited as a fan and overwhelmingly excited for what that means for the product
1: right um we get um we got all these people who are reacting to Regal. Re- Regal is the biggest thing that's going to. You have, have to, to
2: read them in your Regal voice, though, please. Oh, my God.
1: Um, <clears throat> C says, um, How has William Regal come before Veer? <laughs> um, Chris <laughs> Rain says, uh, uh, Just got home from the cinema and it was amazing. The whole theater erupted when Regal came out um that cinema experience rules you've got to do that that would have been a pretty great one honestly that would have been a pretty great moment um uh (laughs) long-suffering fan says i just want to thank you guys for keeping me company on my two-hour trip home from the bar with my friends hella fun regal pop my socks off good night uh what do you think of long-suffering fan um, I love keeping people company on their commutes and stuff. When I get n- messages like that, it always makes me feel like oh, me hey, too. Hey, cool. Um, uh, <laughs> Green Da Vinci says, William Regal. What do you guys think? We love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so I was so excited when I saw. him. I was like, oh, this is just so perfect, and just what like
2: a cool way for him to show up. Oh, what a like, what a great uh... way!
1: What a great way. Um, because uh, JB Love says, surely what we saw tonight. After Mox and Brian Danielson was the uneasy triumvirate set to run ROH, right? War games. Yeah, that would be an. Oh, that would be interesting if that. Was, Joe's gotta come, right? Like, yeah, there's no way Joe's think, not on his way. He's gotta. Um, I saw. I retweeted this. I saw somebody, uh, I think, replied to a to a Sean Rossap tweet with like, "Grapple, fuck, university." With Professor Emeritus William Regal it is the best fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm Grapple so excited. Fuck Grapple fuck university is like yeah, with Professor Emeritus um, William Regal. Um, <laughs> he says I still can't get over seeing William Regal on my screen. The Regal between Moxley and the Dragon of Violence. Lord have mercy. Um, uh, Ben Dixon saying, "Will we get a funnier reaction from from his angry dad? Uh, well, uh, well, hold. On. Have his angry dad, Inoki character, finding out about Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, or Danhausen? That's very interesting. How he would react? You're telling me you're an actual dinosaur?
3: That's
2: you, interesting. I've been cursed.
1: <laughs> so, what
2: do you mean I've been cursed?
1: <laughs> cur- curses, blast." <laughs> Um, you put your hands in your pockets. Do you have in there? Human you must...
2: teeth. You carry around human teeth in a jar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Losper says there are a lot of incredible reasons to bring him in. But if Cody was WWE's attempt to try to lure AEW guys, Regal is an incredible hedge against that. Yeah. Like, Like. you can study under William Regal in AEW. Like, That's. that's a pretty awesome thing.
2: Guys, I I just feel more and more like the way time goes on that Cody is not going to go to WWE.
1: Regal on being the elite. (sighs) That would be just, that would be great. (laughs) Nick, William Regal! An amazing, amazing, amazing super chat from you, Nick. You're the greatest. A joy bag of donuts says, you know you're a K-Lex, Mark. When, uh, William Regal appears. And the first thing I thought was, yay, more Alex impersonations. <laughs>
3: Fantastic.
2: Joey is super, super awesome to us and in general. And he's a Steelers fan. I'm actually going to be on his podcast tomorrow. Oh, cool. um, as long as we're not doing it at like 7 in the morning. Because I will be asleep. But we that's not usually when we record. But we're going to be doing a revolution breakdown then. But um. Thank you, Joey, for that. And my, I also thought that as Alex's co-host, like, oh, fun wheel of impressions <laughs> work is going to be done.
1: <laughs> James Barras says, uh, Regal slapping the taste out of Mox and Danielson's mouth was just delicious. <laughs> War games. Regal as TK's on-screen GM. I hope so. Um. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but uh, but I, but it's going to be great because it's going to be Regal. Um. Uh, pile driver finisher says, "Can I get Alex saying Wardlow in Regal's voice?" Wardlow. <laughs>
2: like you're gonna get to do that so much.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Brandon Joseph says, "Somehow TK buying ROH only ranks in the top five of crazy ass things after the few days." <laughs> the
2: I cannot keep up with the news cycle. Keith lee was less than a month ago, and it feels like six years ago. Yeah. Like it's nuts. I don't know how sean does it sincerely
1: brett lockman says first reaction to regal well that's at least uh, adding at least an hour to the post show (laughs) (laughs) with all these super chats it might um uh, marco dominguez says trademarks be damned please name the mox danielson team war games with regal as their manager Um Peyton Carter says, "OMG, this was a fantastic pay-per-view. One of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Regal showing up popped me so loud that I probably woke the neighbors." Uh yeah, I could not I could not believe that he showed up, man. That was crazy. I that feel like crazy. I've said
2: that about the past 3 pay-per-views. I think all out full gear yeah. in this. I have said these are some of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. Any brand.
1: JB Love says, "I was wondering how long it would take before the first Regal impression." I'm not disappointed. He sent that right after I, I said the first words of the show. Charge um, <laughs> Holier says, Regal, that is all. I like this content. Uh, Sindral, uh sends a humper chat saying, Regal was literally my favorite wrestler back in WCW. Seeing him show back up again like this in AEW made my absolute freaking night. I am beyond pumped. Regal
2: um, of Honor, baby. Regal of Honor. Let's go.
1: <laughs> He's the I I firmly believe this. He's the greatest, and maybe even the only good on-screen authority figure we've ever seen in wrestling. I I would love him being the person who makes matches, like or, or settles disputes or whatever. Like he's just he's so good in that role. Um, but but they. they There were plenty of times where he would, like, you know, settle it between people in NXT. He never got around to slap people in the face, but it was basically the same idea, um, verbally at all. Did you see Pete Dunne's tweet? No. Right after this, Pete Dunne shows video of, of him during the first ever NXT UK tournament where he was, like, you know, injuring people on purpose. And William Regal just—he's standing on the stage, you know, being Pete Dunn, and William Regal just storming through Gorilla and throwing him up against the wall, and him being like, "Oh," and and, and he, he his tweet just says, "We've all been there." <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: uh,
1: Pete Dunn, you're the greatest.
2: Uh, what um, I love about Regal is he, like in NXT, how I interpreted it was—it was still a workplace. Like, it was a place where combat happened in the yeah. ring, but it was, you're still supposed, there's still rules you're supposed to be following, like, behaviorally. Yeah. You don't get to just create your own matches. You don't just nope. get to slap the shit out of people. Nope. Like, I, I loved that about Regal. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm um, so happy.
2: I'm I mean, just it's, so
1: happy. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Hobo in the Corner says, I blew up my voice, gave myself a headache, and started hyperventilating when Regal showed up. 10 out of 10 would destroy my own body again. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um. Uh, Brent Lockman says Riegel can't still wrestle, can he? Nope. Nope. He hung. He hung those up. Which is. Which is. Maybe he can. Maybe. Maybe the the Fountain of Youth will will infect him the way it infected Sting. You
2: no, know, you know we'll get to that. But what's so cool to me too is, and I haven't. I didn't love the last rendition of Jericho, but you have two of the best character minds in wrestling, in my opinion. Working at AEW in Jericho and, and Regal because I, I do think Jericho's adaptability is some of the best we've ever mm-hmm. seen in wrestling. Yeah. And between him and Regal, I feel like you have some of the best character work. Oh, yeah. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Um uh Ellen Mark says, Does Regal stay on AEW or bring Brian Danielson and Mox to to, <sighs> to Ring of Honor? War games. Um, I, I don't I, I'm very intrigued to see how. All of this shaking hands stuff feels yeah, like it's gone. it's pointed. It's very pointed stuff. Um, I don't
2: know if it was just like a passing homage or not. You I know what know. I mean? It feels like, I'm like intrigued.
1: it feels like it's important. Um Losper says, I can't think of a guy in wrestling more universally respected than William Regal. He brings absolutely everything to the table. Just incredible. Like, not only what do you get from him on screen, but knowing what he can bring to the to, to the entire company off screen is just amazing. Uh Mark Lasper says that I need Regal running ROH on Tuesdays against NXT. Um
2: that's old NXT versus new NXT. Basically, yeah, that's what yeah,
1: that is. That's what, that's what that would wind up being.
2: Ring of Honor with the production budget and and William Regal is NXT 1.5.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> boy that 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 one um made me think to myself holy shit there's more show after that like it was like oh yeah yeah, we oh yeah we still have the title match is what i thought when regal like that when that thing ended and they were like oh no no we still have this trios match the the tornado trios match and i was like oh okay fine what What like this just get that out of the way. Do your do your spots, Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy. And let's move on to the to the title match, which will be great. And then we can go on do our post show, which will last three hours where we talk about Regal for a lot.
2: Yeah, I was like, do your spots, Sting.
1: (laughs) Sting? Sting. He's 62 years old. Sting was born during the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> that is a shoot. That man was born in the 1950s. In the 1950s, Kate? Dwight David Eisenhower was president when Sting was born. And he Like and the he, amount
2: of wars that guy's lived through was a
1: lot. Um Beer what says hey Kalex Sting sting sting. Um uh, Axel Hunter saying, celebrating my friend's eight year old saying stings just being the icon, and his 13 year old finally got into it from Orange Cassie and the punk match night. Love to see it. Um,
2: uh, oh, just being the icon.
1: stings just being the icon, just being my the icon, just being the icon. Um, this match was fun, there was a lot of crazy spots to begin with. Uh, the Spanish
2: of- fly off. Up-
1: off but through the, the tables that, onto the, the stage. The, they split up into two, into two... Like, here's the deal. It was a three-on-three match, but it really was like a three-on-seven match because all of the AHFO was out there. Like, Jose was actually, like, taking taking bumps. Um, Butcher and the Blade showed up. Marquen was actually not in the match, but he was definitely in the match. Um, so it split up, and it was like a Private Party versus Sammy Guevara on the stage. And out in the crowd was um Andrade and Hardy and Sting and Darby and Paige and butcher Van Zandt and the Blade for some reason. Well, was they kept showing them up on the crowd for some reason. Um, yeah. but uh but Butcher and the Blaze showed up, and at some point they built four tables, they put a tables into like onto uh, a thing right out in front of the balcony. Um and uh and the butcher came out. And was doing that. Remember that spot that Nia Jax used to do to people two few years ago where Inj- she would like injuring other people? Yeah, that where she would like <laughs> swing somebody back and forth into the barricade oh, yeah, over yeah. and over again. Well, he was doing that to Darby. And uh, Darby was like, Yes, please, more. Thank you, sir. I have another. He, of course, I have to I have to mention this. I don't know what this Darby Allen thing is doing. His <laughs> He when he makes his entrance for a pay-per-view, he's always got to show a student film. You know, like he he went out and he got a bunch of hobos and paid him $5 to stand around while a black and white camera films him doing something weird. He crashes a car into something and he and he gets out of the car wearing a skinned Muppet of some kind. And then and then Sting shows up with a flamethrower. And I'm like, I don't understand any of this. This feels like one of those art house movies that my one of my ex-husbands used to drag me to. But I just thought to myself, like, what what is this? Because you know, Sting Sting basically Sting is Darby's father now, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? Hey, Dad, Dad, I got a part for you in my newest student film. And I'm like, we're, we're really, I don't have time for that this week. It's, I'm totally swamped down at the office. Well, Dad, um, in this in this film, you get to wield a flamethrower. Okay, what time would you need me? Because I think that this thing was just so excited to wield a flamethrower in this student film um darby there's no need for the student films darby we 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 know how special you are it's okay
2: um matt who i do the mark order podcast with and who i referenced earlier from the shining wizards he calls him darby avant-garde now (laughs) just like my favorite thing in the world Uh, so we call him a darby avant-garde on the podcast darby avant-garde can can knock it off with the student films and i also appreciate um friend of the show, Bob O'Neill saying, if I was Sting and I had a flame thrower, I would simply use it like in, in yeah. the match. Especially the match. Yeah, why, why not?
1: Yeah. Um anyway, the big spot, there are two big spots. One of them is is happening on the stage where um they were gonna do something crazy to, to Sammy on the tables, but Sammy fights off Mark Quinn and then climbs up to Isaiah Cassidy and they do a spanish fly through the tables and both of them appeared to be dead so um so uh, that was that That's was
2: the fly swatter at that point that That's was what's...
1: crazy like I, I don't know which one of them took it worse but they did both did not appear to be they they did not they did not factor into most of the match nor even close to being the finish um but um we got matt hardy taking sting up to the balcony so that he could throw him, I guess, off onto the tables. But Sting fights him off, and Andrade is, like, laying on the table at this point. And Sting, 62 years old, born in the 1950s... Eisenhower
2: administration.
1: (laughs) Eisenhower administration Sting just does a new jack dive off the top of the balcony through a bunch of tables. Like, what? What? Um,
2: I'll say this. Like for somebody who was born in a decade where sock hops were a thing, that's insane. It's insane for anyone, never mind a 62-year-old. That looked about as protected as it could be. It it really, really, really did. Um I he landed at the right part of the table. Andrade looked like he was in the right spot to help break the blow it was definitely the lowest balcony that was in the stadium (laughs) that they were at or the arena like i was like oh it's actually not that far of a drop it makes me nervous with spots like this but um it seems like everything he's done as risky as it's been has thankfully been as well protected as it can um but he's a 62 year old man That just makes me a little nervous this also was pretty short it was high energy. It was yeah. a good thing to put on before your main event after some slower-paced mass- matches, yeah. after something you nobody wanted Britt to go right. over. Like, it, it was well-placed on the card. You got your crazy spots, and nobody turned on each other. Darby didn't turn on Sammy. Um, you don't have any turning on the other side either. No Jeff Hardy yet. I'm sure we'll see that very
1: soon as we're March now. 9th is, is when, is when his, uh, his non-compete is up. Or Tuesday. Whatever. Beautiful. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, um, we got Ronald Hollock saying, Never before in my life would I bet on seeing the person taking a new jack spot is Sting insane, <laughs> RIP new jack. Uh, Brent Lockman said, Sting is nuts, gloriously, gleefully nuts. He really does feel like he's having a renaissance. He just loves doing all this crazy stuff. So fun. Class Thoreau says, Uh, Sting brought me back to my childhood with that dive, but Andrade is the one who really makes me feel like a child. Because despite his spot on the card, he feels like a larger-than-life expert of the craft. Andrade's is just so great, and they they, they got to get him out of this wacky stuff he's doing and treat him, like, seriously and make him... I think look, they're on their way.
2: I feel like he's only recently found, like, who he's going to be in AEW. So uh, I, think, I, I think they're on their
1: way. I agree. JB Love says, Grandpa be crazy. <laughs> uh, which is what Sting's grandkids say to him, probably. Yeah. Uh, ben Dixon says, "Who would you rather uh, have as your wrestling dad? Regal uh, to, um, to to keep you in line, or Sting to indulge and encourage your wild ideas?"
2: Uh... <laughs> I would say it's best for me to have Regal to rein me in. Yeah, I don't need encouragement being an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jock Weaver said, "You'd think HBK would have taught Andrade that you never wear brown ring gear." Um, I'll I'll allow it because it was part of a suit and was a really awesome new mask he wore to the ring too. It was pretty great. That was very um, cool. um, and Mark Losper makes a very good point. He's not just um a sixty-two-year-old man. He's a sixty-two-year-old man that was permanently on the shelf due to an injury, like. Uh, Sting is absolutely remarkable. That that I'll never forget watching that buckle bomb live and be like, oh my god, this career's killed, over. They just, they just killed Sting. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. Best case scenario, his career is over. Worst yeah, case scenario, was, he's that
1: dead. That was crazy. But and anyway, a
2: freakish the, scenario too. Yes,
1: true. um The 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 finish of this match was um Darby Allen uh, not hitting a coffin drop on Matt Hardy because yes. Matt Hardy rolled out of the way and. Uh, uh, uh darby allen missed him and then pinned him so i'm pretty sure matt wasn't supposed to roll out of the way but he absolutely did and darby hit nothing and pinned him anyway and that was just weird but
2: i think he was supposed to try and look like he kind of had it scouted but he just rolled all the way out of the way
1: (laughs) i guess yeah um so now we're at the main event it's
2: time
1: for your main event, um, uh, Adam Cole came out wearing Halo armor, baby, which did not it t- made him made him look even smaller somehow because it just was just like this. I don't know. It just it just it. I don't know. It just didn't feel right for him. But yeah, whatever. Um, the match was great. It was, well, let's um, talk
2: about Adam Page's gear. Not to get like overly political at, at anything, yeah. but no. it was rainbow colored and inspired by the LGBTQIA community. I think in response to the don't say gay bill that was being passed in Florida as like allyship because he's a teacher in a shoot job. And that's mm-hmm. something that would wildly affect him. That's my champion looking he's out great. for the kids. <laughs>
1: great. No, This match was actually really, really great. It was um, so good. And they work really, 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 really well together. Um, uh, there, there's a lot of, um, of NXT 1.5 in Adam Cole and a lot of the worst parts about those matches that he had have been stripped away and that's great too. Um uh he's he's just a really fine professional wrestler. Like he really just is. he's just really 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 great at it. Uh and and you know what like he's he's going to be champion at one point but this wasn't his time and um and Page there's You can say nothing bad about any of the things that Page has done as champion. He had those two amazing matches versus Danielson. He He went to war with Lance Archer and hit a buckshot off the back of a ref. And then he had this match versus Adam Cole. I think, unfortunately, sometimes the storylines that are the best have nothing to do with the championships. And that's the problem. I think if you got a, if you if you could figure out a way to make a storyline like the MJF and CM Punk storyline, kind of like put that in the in the world title picture, people wouldn't be like, "Well, I'm I'm kind of done with the whole reign of this." People wouldn't be done with the reign of whoever is champion if the storylines getting to the great matches felt as as compelling. But.
2: And nobody was when it was Daniel saying, cause that was a very carefully crafted story. Right. Lance Archer was not a carefully crafted story. This became a crafted story, but it came together way too quickly. So it's, I don't, again, not a reflection on page, just, this is what happens with creative. Sometimes it's yeah. a very, very, very loaded thing. I will say, and I know I'm a Mark, so I always try and like, say these things with a grain of salt about CM Punk, but like what he did with Eddie felt like a, it it expanded the confines of a wrestling match. What he did with MJF is one of the most like viscerally emotive stories that I've yeah. seen in wrestling in a really long time. If if Punk is the guy to dethrone Adam Page, I feel like the story getting there is going to be awesome. And the story that unfolds within the match is going to be awesome. And I think you're going to be able to look back if if Punk does dethrone him. I think you're going to be able to look back at Adam Page's run and say, the Danielson stuff was great. The March Archer match was unforgettable for reasons yep. other than the story. This match was great. And the punk stuff was great. Like, I, yeah. I think the rain will have been a success. It just gets lost in the shuffle of these. Like, I mean, Brian Danielson's on the most legendary run in, in wrestling history, maybe ever. Sure. Like, yeah. it's just hard. It's hard. And you, I think it's easy to get lazy about creative around the title because you're like, oh, it's already the most important thing in the company because it's for the title, right? But you still have to build the story around it. Punk will will bring that out of him in a really great way.
1: Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. Um, uh, Josh Weaver saying it was great seeing Chugs from Up Up Down Down getting the main event with his Halo-inspired gear tonight. I'm sure Creed was proud. Um, uh, the
2: party is mostly in AEW now. <laughs> almost or will
1: be soon
2: <laughs> yeah assuming Claudio's coming yeah um I uh
1: I don't know I, I thought I thought I mean it, it looked really good it's just felt weird um and out of the blue for for this particular th- I know it's I know it's actually true to who he is um but anyway um I I thought that the the they were just throwing bombs at each other big move after big move after crazy big move but they always like to me like sold the weight of them in between yes like there was not like here's an extended thing while i while, where i am in control and i'm going to be doing small things to you and pinning you and you'll kick out it too over and over again and i'll get angry it was just like i'm going to hit you with the craziest thing i can do and then i'll pin you and then you'll kick out and then we're both gonna be like man this is hard And then you hit me with something crazy and then I'll kick out and we're going to be, this really sucks for both of us. And it just (laughs) felt like they were both just like, you know what? After this, I'm going to be in traction, but I'm going to be champion. And it was, that that was some really good stuff, man. Like the the dead, the dead eye through the table. Because Red Dragon comes out and, and I was like, (laughs) I was just like, just immediately throw them out of the ring like like immediately remsburg just be like you know no 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 leave don't don't even come down to the ring leave because you know they're not there to be like you know they're not licensed managers get the hell out Why or, are you they're, or they're or they
2: there to cheer on their friend they're definitely yeah. not there to cheer on their friend either um
1: there were a bunch of dueling adam chants that were really great killed like, me yeah let's, let's go. go adam adam, adam sucks, sucks. So funny, uh, so funny. Uh, I when well, well, I loved what the best was both these Adams. Yep, that was my favorite. Both,
2: both these, these Adams. Um,
1: um, fight for Adam was was great. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Fight myself. for Adam.
3: Clap, 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 clap.
1: Um, but they That's set like up a table. They set up a table for uh for, for uh, ostensibly for Adam Cole to put Hangman through, but Hangman put his own knees through the table. With the dead eye, and I was like, "That hurts me just watching it." Yeah, um,
2: he takes a lot of punishment. That's an underrated thing oh, with does. with uh, with Adam Page. He takes a lot of really, really punishing moves. Right,
1: um, but Red Dragon gets involved, so all of the Dark Order come out and beat the hell out of them and, not, and get them away from the ring, so it can be just one on one. There was a, a buckshot that um, that that. Took Adam Cole for a loop like a crazy flippy dippy sail, but he landed close to the ropes and was able to reach out and touch the ropes. I thought that was that's that looks bad. Um, because usually (laughs) when 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 we when we hit our finisher and it doesn't actually lead to the end of the match, um, that's bad. But um, there's a last shot and there's a there's a a whole bunch of stuff that happens between them. It was so really great, but um, but one, one thing I will say is that the the buck shot that finished him was not a flippy dippy sell. No. Like it no. looked like it shoot knocked him out. Like the way that that Cole sold it, where like he landed with the one arm like just, straight up. Boom. Yeah. Like that was great. Um and that was what finished him. One, two, three. But like they were they were trading bombs. Like uh it was it was a it was a really, really good match. I'll say that.
2: It was really good. And what I appreciated about it was there was a lot of back and forth and it didn't seem unconceivable that the challenger wouldn't win. So to have a back and forth match just felt very suspenseful, like to have yeah. it produced that way, I thought was very smart. And I liked that. It felt like they they were sizing each other up and strategizing in between those. Cause um, Adam Page kind of works at a slower pace because, he has all these crazy spots Mm -hmm. um so i just liked that there was even though the pace of the match was kind of up and down um every moment of it was filled with something and it it felt really nice to have that uh adam cole's so good man just little things of his facial expressions when he did reach the ropes after that buckshot how how faintly he put his hand on the rope like really really strong stuff from from Adam Cole in this loved it and as silly as he can be like this got very very serious and uh, uh, it felt like the main event that it needed to feel like yeah. in, in my opinion Agreed. and I loved they're really good at this really really good at this because this is the second time in a row where they could have had so many things happen storyline wise and you know what after the dark order ran him off
3: mm.
2: that was it it was just adam versus adam and then adam mm. won so and then you know and adam lost of course but adam won adam lost adam controlled his narrative adam not so much
0: yeah. um
2: but it, it, it i love how much they just leave stuff alone because kenny could have come back jay white could have been there so many of the yeah. bucks could have come down like no they just let them wrestle their match and i i just love when they do that, just leave it alone. Beautifully done. And a great way to close this pay-per-view.
1: Josh Weaver says the subtle nod to Kenny. When Cole went to hit the boom, the last shot and hangman just fell fat on his face. That was just Jeff's kiss. That was amazing. Um, um, Mark Osper says Adam page is the best dude, plain and simple. He really is. He did, uh, he did lower the boom on uh, Glenn Jacobs, uh, the other (laughs) day. That was pretty great. Um, uh, but Mark Lossper says, Adam Cole is the master of these types of spot fests and has been forever. I can't wait to watch the replay of this. Class the row. I've liked Cole and AEW, but hadn't followed him before, but holy shitballs. He <laughs> and Hanger <laughs> meshed so well and put on in an incredible match that had me silently screaming, trying not to wake up my fiance. Uh,
2: <laughs> You're a good fiance. She appreciates yeah. that. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good. <laughs> um, she doesn't uh, know how hard it was. No. <laughs> um.
2: This was great. And they have if you didn't know who Cole was before, they have extensive history in ROH and New Japan. If you have a desire to go yeah. back and and, yeah. and dig into it, but
1: um um and Simmons to 11 says Miro needs to take the belt off of Hamman. Imagine those Miro's promos on God's favorite versus the man who never thought he was good enough. I love Miro, I really do. I I I I don't I cannot get away from this idea of of punk turning heel blatantly in the face of hangman whom we all love. Um, and, and, and giving us the summer of punk after double or nothing. Um, uh, but Brent Lockman says, feels like if punk is up next, we'll get that storyline for, for, for Adam page where the story is, is, uh, is, is the the storyline is there that, that, that not just the great matches, but the storyline as well.
2: Yes, and then the scrum, it sounded like Punk said he was coming for, I mean, you always say you're coming from the champion, but realistically, um,
0: yeah. it, it is
2: an next logical step, and we also have to be realistic about the fact that Punk is 43, mm-hmm. and does not take painkillers for anything, so mm. he might not last until his 50s, or be doing dives like Sting in his 60s, um, and I think you want to catch him while he's yeah. still doing work like this in a a championship reign. There's
1: gonna be a world title reign. I can't can't believe they wouldn't be like, well, if we're only gonna get one out of them, let's make it a summer of punk. Like, it just... It 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 makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Um... And, like
2: he can he can do so much for the roster with it as far as putting over younger talent yeah. in the process. Like it's gonna be healthy for the product.
1: Yeah. Matthew Mikowski says, let's go, Adam. Adam sucks. I saw one one person uh, in the chat was saying, Oh, bask in these Adams. <laughs> oh, bask in these ad-. thank you guys. Um, uh, we're gonna go through the rest of these super chats and be done. Be out, be out of here in a hot, tight three hours. <laughs> Probably not, considering all these super chats I got to read. Um, <laughs> you
2: guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for hanging yeah, out with us this out. long. and
1: yeah. um, Simmons saying, Regal being the father of this stable is great. And when Mox and Brian start recruiting young talent, Regal is the super hard-ass teacher who keeps order. I love it. That that that, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Um, let's see here. Um, we got the uh, the Don Callis and Kenny Omega problem. Now, this is the other thing Was really funny we were both talking about how kenny omega should should come out and that's how this match uh the the adam versus adam match will probably have its finish but no kenny omega uh brandon joseph says kenny said in an interview in february that he still needs hernia surgery due to covet delays once he does it'll still be six to eight weeks until he re- can return so we won't be getting kenny for a while um but uh, it might be cool if he could still just appear on television and 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 you know hint toward toward a, uh, just it's my wishful thinking, um, but you I did could,
2: love since we're playing fantasy book, yeah. Punk turns heel on page, wins the title. Kenny Omega comes back as a face, and that's mm-hmm. Punk's first challenger. Yeah, I face Kenny Omega versus
1: sure. Punk. Yeah. Woo. Um, Brent Lockman says uh, Excalibur offering to pay Shivani five hundred dollars to punch Callis was worth the segment.
3: <laughs> that was
1: fun. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, after page one, he walked over and and picked up um, Adam Cole's unconscious hand and shook it.
2: Oh, I yeah. Oh man, the handshakes all over the place the the night, That was my favorite one. Was
1: crazy. Yeah. Still a sign
2: um, of respect because he's the face. You're Brent
1: Lachman saying, I uh, love the vicious side of Paige we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not, he was not gonna lose his title tonight. He made sure of that. He dug in. Um, I love me. Some Sova says, Have Punk win it in Chicago at all out. No, he should lose it in Chicago at <laughs> all out. That is my ultimate fantasy booking. To
2: Eddie Kingston. To
1: Eddie Kingston, and somehow, because he's been such a horrible bastard since May. From like at the end of May until the until until uh, until September for all of that summer, he's been the worst dude in the world. Even Chicago will root for Eddie Kingston to do it. I, I know it's never going to happen, but that's but what I want.
2: Is, you might not be that far off too, because Chicago is also a smarkey crowd. Like they might play along. They might. they might. They might. But then also at the same time, they had MJF just be a face in Long Island. So yeah.
1: who knows. TJ Ridgeway says, can you imagine getting a whole summer of punk? Maybe he even starts a group to keep the title and the only one to stop him is Brian's group or Kenny. Yeah.
2: I think apparently, because again, punk nerd, a lot of his interviews, he's been just backstage pitching ideas, like just ways that him and Danielson could tag, even though. They're opposite sides of the court qu- he's just dying to tag with danielson i think mm-hmm. you take advantage of the fact that they're both heels at the same time and see yeah. what happens there
1: yeah um uh william tucker says i was with you laughing about msg enjoyed tonight oh, watch you, you both instead of nxt <laughs> any concern AEW is overextending themselves not yet um slightly
2: Not but now that they have roh i'm like I, I wasn't worried that they were overextending themselves i was worried that the roster was getting bloated and we were going to lose sight of people if they use roh to leak down some of their mid card to lower card talent i think that is going to help tremendously so yeah. the one thing that i'm the most concerned about i think they're in the process of addressing because i also think you're going to want to bring in claudio you're going to want to still bring in guys that are super valuable and well known so yeah um that was my only concern with where they were at. I have no reason to believe that them having the pedal to the metal, the way they have is going to slow down anytime soon, not because of the signings, but because their storytelling has been so fundamentally strong, which to me for, as a matter of taste is the thing that makes pro wrestling great.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Corey M says that revolution has been their most consistent pay-per-view uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's been a really great one. Like it's, They 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 consistently uh, have like eighty five percent of the of the show is just like top 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 notch.
2: That Cody Um, MJF one at the one the first that was the first one right? Like that was I remember looking at that like that is a perfectly booked pay per view. It cannot get better than this. And then they were like JK, yes it can several times in ways.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Um. The Nerd Guru says, what more could we ask for? The only match that was a dead for me, reasons was Brit versus Rosa. Um, But we got William Regal, amazing. Punk versus uh, MJF was perfect. Adam versus Adam was amazing. And Sting is a crazy man. Um, <laughs> Sting is
2: a crazy man. Sting is You're a crazy not, man. Everything you said is true.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the Nerd Guru says, Regal said... Um, I lost the Wednesday night wars, so I'm sending the troops over and I'll follow suit to slap some fools and headbutt people. Uh, TK is a wild man. A wild man. Right.
2: What do you think Triple H is thinking right now? Like, he's just got to be so sad.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I just want to address this, even though it's not a super chat. Punk not taking painkillers after a night like tonight feels insane. Yeah. He had stitches in his head after his skull was both busted open and didn't take them. So seems more insane as a 43 year old, I think. But. I don't... Yeah. My goodness. Because he won't even take, like, Advil. It's yeah.
1: nuts. Oh. Um, TK confirmed that um, that ROH is going to keep going. Also sounds like he has TV lined up already, but didn't want to announce it out of respect to Sting Sinclair. Uh, Sinclair doesn't deserve a lot of respect, in my no, opinion. No, screw so. Sinclair.
2: 700,000 <laughs> effing different ways.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's good to, good to hear they'll be on TV, and I will be able to Larry. watch whatever they do. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so... Uh, Lord Jackson says, Jesus Christ, you two have been going for three hours. Get some sleep. I want you to be wide awake for whatever batshit insanity NXT does this week. <laughs> this doesn't feel long. It it doesn't. Doesn't,
2: to be honest, like this feels yeah. like shorter <laughs> than that NXT shows.
1: <laughs> um, Class The says, Linda is my favorite type of person to unwittingly get trapped in a conversation with. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. I mean, um, so
2: many Lindas living in Jersey. <laughs>
1: um uh so um uh shocky 29s to steal sean's line we we need uh, we need regal to yell gang wars
3: (laughs) war gang war games
1: wars 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 games games. wars (laughs) games um so uh then marco dominguez stole this from twitter but now i need regal yearning wardlow into a more into a microphone at some point he should he should like wardlow what if wardlow was like his version of the undertaker uh for 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 what a teddy long like tonight tonight you must go one-on-one with wardlow that would be great that'd be great um mark losper says we'll still work out a charity alex good call but all shouts to the fightful community and especially the sour graps folks leaking into tonight, the vast majority of people here rule what a nice place we've all helped create. Well done all. We truly love this community that we have built. Um thank you guys so much. Um and we get because of tonight, we um we we gotta have a William Regal do something. Uh so so um William Regal will be will now um read uh um uh, crush 'em by megadeth because that's what AEW is doing. They're crushing the uh, the competition. Enter the arena and hit the lights. Step up now. You're in for a ride. This is war. Ain't no fun and games. We get it up. You go down in flames. Party time going down. You better not mess us around. The stakes are rich. Take a hit or stay. The price is high. Someone's going to pay. Heads I win, tails you lose. Out of my way, I'm coming through. Roll the dice, don't think twice, and we crush, crush 'em. War games, <laughs> blood and guts, Wardlow, gang wars. Thank you very much.
2: You could just say like cereal, and I'm I'm just so happy he's there. I would pop. Um. <laughs>
1: Thanks, everybody, for sticking around for, for three hours and for keeping those uh, super chats and humper chats flowing so uh, Sean Sh- doesn't um, get tired. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, where can they find you, Kate?
2: Oh, my goodness. You can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. Um, you can also find me tomorrow, as I said, on Joey Bag of Donuts, the Donut Bag podcast, where we'll be breaking down this pay per view once again Tuesdays with this lovely fella after the NXT post show. Not usually as positive as this. No. Um, Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast, where we talk all things All Elite. And Fridays, me and Sean break down AEW Rampage and SmackDown on the post show for you after. So you can find me all them places.
1: (laughs) Sean's going to fire us. You were at the scrum. We were just doing stuff while you were at the scrum. Yeah, man. Uh, Follow me uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Thanks guys for hanging out. Um, It's been a lot of fun. This is the last time you'll ever see us because we're being fired. (laughs) Good night, everybody.
3: Everything's great.